When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It is, uh, big up my sister, big up my sister Glitter Kitty 70 who I, I think, your presence are under my tree, I think, I, st- I think I'm still going to see sort of around the 27th, who knows, I love the fact that Boris Johnson's making jokes about tens of thousands of people dying, this is what we want from a lead, alright the jokes aren't specifically about it, but he always ends his, he ended his, um, his uh, press conference today with... Uh, it just remains for me to say, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Uh, and I really do mean little. Thanks very much. I've been Boris Johnson. Good night. What the f- What? Well, you know my theory about him. He's a bellend? Well, he's more interested in being popular and liked than he is about doing the right thing. He is... Stop. Instead of being the pres- Instead of being the Prime Minister... And prime ministerial. He's playing that guy that hosts Have I Got News For You sometimes. Yeah, he's a turd. Why are you doing... He's a turd. Why... Yeah, jolly careful. Be jolly careful. Um, uh, why? 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 I, listen, why... I know why, because people thought it'd be fun. Can't someone go and watch all the president's men? You get the reference. I'm not going to say it out loud. Um, so... Someone hypnotises somebody to shoot the French president. I think that's all the president's No, men. you're thinking of um, the uh, Day of the Jackal. Day of the Jackal. The Day of the... Hey, I want to talk about our sponsors. Has it gone nine? We have to do it after nine o'clock, otherwise it doesn't contractually count. But let's just say I'm pissed off with one of them. Oh, Genuinely really? pissed off why? with them. Why, 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 why? I don't know about this. I can't... Right, it's nine o'clock. Right. These arseholes. Arseholes. I thought they were the saviors of Devon and Cornwall. Who gives a shit about Devon and Cornwall? No one goes there. Uh... Poseidon Safety Management are arseholes, and I'll tell you why. You better. And this isn't even a joke, Nick and Zeus. I was watching, um, I was watching a movie on Netflix called Poseidon. It's a, it's a documentary about a ship that these arseholes used to own. I guess. It's the same name, so I guess. Um, the ship gets hit by a tidal wave. 
And it. Oh, my headphones are really loud. Could you turn down a smidgen? Okay. It, is that better? So much better? A ship gets hit by a tidal wave, right? And it gets turned upside down, and Kurt Russell dies in it. No. These sons of guns killed Kurt Russell. So screw you, Poseidon. You can go to hell. GELaw.co.uk, their new logo is I am so effing bored. <laughs> in this marriage. So if you are, give uh, Richard Gregorian a call. He will um, get you out of it as smoothly as possible. Yeah. Uh, Abicare, there's two of me because it's Abicare. Everybody knows that I'm Abicare. Abicare gets 25% off of your drug treatment if you mention that you've heard them here. Go to abicare.co.uk. We, and I just have to say, we are not advertising uh, JP Records until Thursday no. and Friday. Thursday. And indeed, right What so on earth does this mean, stuff. Sparky 205? 205. 2005. They said doctors are giving out vaccines. They're not the clinic is out, found out today. What the hell, Sparky? That doesn't make any sense. Are you talking about your local doctors? They said doctors are giving out vaccines. They're not. The, they're not. The clinic is out, found out today. What the hell do you mean? We need more information. We need a couple of full stops in there. I we think. need more information, please. 0203 286 We missed a phone call. Who could it be? We're going to find out. We're going to find... Oh, hi, it's Dan. Just to confirm, I have invested all my money in cheese balls and so far it's not awful. Want to see what it's like when I bring some tubs to my landlord for rent. Good luck with that. Thank you. Who was tubs? Crockett and tubs, Miami Vice. Thank you, Cozy Bug. Never seen Miami Vice. Hello. Hello. Have you ever seen Miami, Miami Vice? Hi, is it Ian? Yeah, have you ever seen Miami Vice, the TV series, not the movie remake? I've seen uh, Miami Vice. Sorry. You've never seen Miami Vice. Okay, same here. Beautiful. How can we... What's your name, caller? I could come. Hi, it's Joe, man. I'm from Wales. Hello, Joe from Wales. Hi, man. How are you doing? I'm all right. What you got for me, Jojo? Well, I'm going to switch it up a bit. I was uh, watching. Sort of like, so, um, you're, you're cutting out. You're going to switch it up a bit. Hang on, hang on. You cut out. You're going to switch it up a bit. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you were watching what? I said I'm going to switch it up a bit, and I'm asking. You, I'm not going to ask you what's on your mind instead of uh, everybody asking it about calling in with theirs. What's on my mind today? Drugs have been on my mind a bit Ooh. of the day. If I'm completely honest. TOS. Movie bum. Like, no, well, I need a bit more than that. No, I, I, I don't need to give you any more than that. That's what's been on my mind today. <laughs> uh, all right, then. Um, it's fun. It is, oh, it is like... funny. It is funny. It is funny. You're right. All right. Oh, um, I've been watching your streams as well while you was uh, playing Call of Duty. What, what, what's your views on that? I think it's great that you're watching my streams while I'm playing Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah, but what do you think of the actual game itself? It's all right, isn't it? Shooty, shooty, bang, bang. <laughs> nah, but if you look on the um, on, on on the internet, all right, the, the game. Moment. Okay, well, on, I'm, on, I've not really played much. I enjoy it. I was wondering how they were allowed to use Ronald Reagan in it, but uh, that was my big question. But I've I've enjoyed it. Nah, cool. Do well, so it's just like. Uh, Okay, well, don't play it. 
Listen, um, just you've just caught me as I was about to do a shop anyway, so I've, I've got to cut you short. Uh, you've yeah, done, well, you, uh, fun, you found us up. Yeah, I know, but then you called me back, so I, I thought you weren't going to answer. So okay, I, I we, okay, we won't bother next time. Oh, oh, three, three, two, three, six, six, three, seven, oh, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. He was chuckling away there, wasn't he? I was wondering when the punchline was going to come. She prefers this. This is Pat's. I call her one of the babies. Her and Georgia the babies. They're a year Who old are you now. Staring at? She prefers Catherine. Every time Catherine comes over, she comes and gives. Bye. Heavy-footed. <laughs> she's so <laughs> tiny, but she's so heavy-footed. Heavy-footed. Yeah, I've been thinking about drugs a lot today. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. But I grasp, I grasp myself up. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's that's kind of been on me a bit, but grasp myself up and it's nice to um, be comforted by callers like that so that helps that helps 0203 286 6370 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call it I is thank you so much indeed so far um oh and ollie is uh, resubscribed for 19 months flipping heck cozy bug uh new to this is hosting us jody thank you for the follow no big boy news no big boy news um we were going to do Hudo, or a variant on Hudo. Or Hide and Seek. Or hide something. and Seek. I do like the idea that, I do like the idea of having a kind of competition where it's like a quiz or something and we've got six people and, ah, you didn't make it through to round two. We say, good, we say goodbye to you, Sarah. You're gone now. So I love me like that. But in all honesty, we haven't planned anything for tonight. I tell you what, it's the last week of term. Yeah, we feel like bringing colouring books in. Last, it's the last week of term. I mean, tomorrow we've got... Oh, I've got to take all of the merch off of our website because it's gone now. Well, you can order it now, but I'm going to take it off tonight so you won't be able to order Not the clothes. The clothes are going to be there. Um, the pins and that. The pins and that. They're going. We're going to burn them. Actually, you're going to burn them. Cool. Um, uh, so we've got to do a mail out of that tomorrow. And I was thinking of that, that could be the stream. Who's this calling at this hour? Let's find out. Hello. Yep, this phone number does work. We do answer it. Hello. Hello, Ian. Just uh, a quick question. My mate Joel is so. Is he the guy that just called? Oh, they hung up. Oh, wonder what they really want to say. I I bet it's about uh, people of colour or bums and willies. Thank you, Ming, for the subscription. I bet it's about something like that. Mm. Um, so, we're coming to the end of the term. We are going to have next week off, although I'm probably going to do some gaming streams and I might do a couple of daytime friends. By the way, my $10 and above patrons this this month, they've had about six podcasts, six or seven podcasts, exclusive. Wow. Exclusive. Hello. And I think, I don't know, if, um, to, if, if you sign up to, like, say you sign up to the $10 or the $20 Patreon, do you... Get access to everything that you would have got access to at that level that's come out already. Because if you do, that is insane value. And I need to look into that. Uh, Patreon.com slash Ian Lee. Um, but so we're off. I'm probably going to do some gaming streams next week. Because I do want to play that Call of Duty. It's set in the 80s. And I do wonder how they're allowed to have Ronald Reagan in well, it. He's Ronald... not alive anymore, is he? Well, he... Yeah, but surely there's a copyright. So the image. Only the well, image. he's a historical figure. I don't think there is. It's a strange one, that. Um, so I'm going to do that. I might do some... I'm going to call them making plans for Nigel. That's not what they're called. Not Groundhog Days. 
Daytime Friends. Might do Daytime. some of those. Yeah. But there will not be any official late night alternatives. Who knows? We might find each other and go on board. Should we, should you want to jump online for an hour? Um, but tomorrow's show, Catherine. What's yeah. different about tomorrow's show? It's going to be in the afternoon. Two o'clock? Yeah, why not? Two o'clock in the afternoon because we are going out in the evening. And my 10-year-old found this hilarious. So do mine. For our work's Christmas party, probably at Nandos, maybe at Wagamama's. Whichever has got the shortest queue is their next to We have had other. a lot of chicken lately, so I'm, I'm up for a change. But Nando's is so very good. It's, yeah, I mean, they're both brilliant. They're both brilliant. So tomorrow we're going to package up all the posters and stuff we've got to send off. Uh, we're going to do the show at two o'clock. Look at that. Ooh, disco rings. Um, you know what? A grey mile is very unforgiving of a disco ring. Yeah, yeah. I was going to wear my new shirt. I'll wear that tomorrow. Dress up smart. Um, so two o'clock. Two o'clock, two o'clock. And if I can work out how to, maybe we, we might play it as a repeat tomorrow, but I don't, that's tricky because then I've got to set the ads and stuff. And then we are on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Eight till one at least. It's a New Year's Eve party for people who don't yeah. really like New Year's Eve parties. So we'll be the ones sitting on the stairs. Red Smiley Face says, Nando's, I haven't had one since before COVID. You'll love it. It's table service. It's table service. Now, this is one of the great things about COVID. It's, ta it's table service in Mackey D's. A lot of Mackey D's now. Uh, KFC, you can order by at home. Then when you get there, you press the button, say you've arrived. And as you walk in, if you, if you time it right, two, five, six, over here. You time it right, you walk in as they're calling out your name. Beautiful. Um, that's living, isn't it? That's living, all right. So tonight, we haven't really got anything. I thought maybe we could have a little look at this. This is I'll hold this up and my sister will go, Ah, oh, I just got that for your Christmas present. Lynn Perry, Secrets, Secrets of, of the, the street. street. Now, it's the book they could not ban, but I wonder if anyone actually... All books are the ones they couldn't ban, surely. Tried to ban it. Oh, look, look, look. Look at that picture in the back. This is how, how what a star she is. She's on the back. She's making a phone call from her car. Yeah. That's what a star she is. She is making a phone call. Come on, focus. Come on. That's not it. You'd like to borrow it, Joe. Well, what they said about Lim Perry, Daily Express. Lim Perry's poison ivy is the heart and soul of Coronation Street. She is the real uncrowned queen of the street. Wow. Marty Kane. Lynn is brilliant. A very, very funny lady. One of the funniest I've ever met. I look on her as my mentor. That's when you ask a mate to write something and they just like write bollocks. Mm. The Sun. She's wonderful, funny, witty, wise, and more honest than anyone you've ever met. Any more honest than anyone you've ever met, the son. News of the world. Same voice. By talking so frankly about her own misfortunes, Lynn has made it so much easier for ordinary people to cope when the unthinkable strikes. She's a gutsy lady. What? And the Sunday Times. She plays the emotional religious ivy with enormous feeling. A great actress. So, <laughs> Ivy is on one page here, described as poison Ivy or emotional religious. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Oh, we didn't do the rest of us. Oh, oh, we did do all the sponsors. One of the chapters is called African Adventures. Where we go. Could be a little bit racist. I bet it is. Um, there we go. Let's go. Let's... let's uh... I may have to do a voice at some point. Don't you dare do mine. 
Here we go. Chapter seven, African Adventures. My trips to Africa were literally orgasmic. No. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Here we go. Racy and racist. The best of both worlds. It was the air. Oh, flipping it. What a chapter we picked. You do it. You'll do it much better than I ever could. My trips to Africa were literally orgasmic. I'm going to cough. <coughs> it's you're not gonna, COVID. You're going to cough in the minute of the next sentence. Oh, my God. 0203-286-6370. Anytime you want to call me, guys. It was there at the age of 39 that I actually achieved my first orgasm. <sighs> While Derek and Stephen were on the other side of the earth, I was in heaven in the arms of an amazing lover. I wonder if she's going to uh, gonna call him a black lover at any point. I visited Africa several times, but my trip in January 1970 was the most memorable. It was then that I discovered I had never managed an orgasm during a love life that spanned 26 years. Ooh. I got an awful shock when it occurred because until that moment, I thought my sex life was satisfactory. I never knew you could have such powerful feelings. In those days, women's magazines were packed with recipes and knitting patterns, not the guides to sexual sensations you get in the glosses no. today. There must still be hundreds of thousands of women just like I was who've never enjoyed fulfilling sex. Suave cabaret compere Roy Douglas is the man I have to thank for opening my eyes, careful, to mind-blowing passion. He simply knew how to treat a woman. He was a beautiful lover. It was none of this wham-bam, thank-you-ma'am stuff, which many women have to put up with. It was unbelievable. I even orgasmed on a bus as Roy talked to me. He was such a Give fantastic lover. Give us the meat. <laughs> Give us the meat. Come Give on, us the meat. Right, UK. I was sitting there and he was telling me his plans for later that evening and I just went suddenly, I just couldn't believe it. All right, you're doing that. At I don't first, really know. I thought it must be the heat. The air conditioning had gone off in the bus. But in seconds, the feeling welling up inside me was unmistakable. It was an explosive stirring. But I'm dashing ahead again. Roy's remarkable deep voice was the first thing that attracted me to him. In fact, I heard his voice before I saw him, and I was immediately enchanted by the warmth and depth of tone. I'd just walked into rehearsals at the splendidly modern Civic Theatre in Johannesburg. Yes, a modern theatre in Africa. Ooh, I say. When I heard this heavenly noise, it was Roy singing, and it was a tremendously sexy sound. He was belting out, Dear Heart, Wish You Were Here, and the words themselves are terribly moving. The song goes, Dear Heart, Wish You Were I Here to Warm come. This Night. Dear Thank Heart, you, Seems Like a Year Since You Were Out of My Sight. Okay, Lino says, No, I need this to stop. What with this and Edwina Curry, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. No, <laughs> not like that. I'd just arrived at the rehearsals and I joined the audience watching in awe. He looked like James Bond with lovely brown hair. You know, real hair, not like a wig. <laughs> He was very stylish and he was wearing a loose-fitting pair of cream slacks and a neatly pressed white shirt. But I wasn't as taken by his looks as by his luscious voice. It really moved me. My music was next in line for rehearsing, so I got up and did my stuff. Hang on a second. Why would you write this in a book? Why would you write any I just of told this? her to write some stuff down and she has. Okay, carry on. I did my stuff, the whole energetic routine. Afterwards, he came up and said, My God, don't you move. I'm imagining his uh, Safa. 
It was mutual admiration at first sight, but love came soon after. The 10-week theatre tour we were booked on had two German acts at the top of the bill. The Gunter Karlmann Choir and a chap called Crazy Otto. The bombastic Germans... Ne- bombastic. <laughs> Never stop bickering I'm among so, themselves. I'm, I'm so sorry. That wasn't That's me. That's a bit of a passion that killer, musical that. gamer has just played that. But just play Donuts one more time if you dare, because... It's in a probes, but it's also so a probes. <laughs> Colin, Colin the German's bombastic. You know what she's talking about. Yeah. Never stop bickering amongst themselves and cause loads of trouble everywhere they went. The choir master made sure his girls got the best rooms with baths. And after a while, I was sick of it. I was closing the first half of the show and going down better than these girls. So I, I insisted were. I got a room with a bath and not just a shower. I think they respected us a bit more for putting our feet down. It was no real hardship for the girls because they all knew each other and were able to it double up. Yes. The Gunter Kalman Choir was a big worldwide act and had been in the British charts in Christmas 1964 with the song Elizabeth Serenade. I'm sure you remember it. Donuts. <gasps> <laughs> The Germans spend... See, that's a voice I can tune out any time. The Germans spending most of the time fighting amongst themselves only served to push us two Brits closer together. Oh, he's British. Thank God for that. I don't have to do a South African accent. Donuts. I'd fancied Roy right away, but it took a good few days before we ended up in bed together. It won't just lust. He was such a lovely fella that we were able to talk together for hours. We spent a whole week rehearsing together and by the end of that I was truly smitten. After rehearsals, we'd started eating together in our hotel room. You have to wait. Hang on. Right. Okay. Sorry. The one time it would actually fit. Right. Hang on. There's a slight delay. So you say... After rehearsals, we'd started eating... Donuts. Together in our hotel room. And the more I got to know him, the more I fancied him. I shall never forget our first night of passion as long as I live. Oh, it was just like in the movies. He spent ages preparing me for the most wonderful sexual experience of my life. Some men get straight to it, but it was never, ever like that with Roy. That night, he called my hotel room to tell me they had sent the food to his room by mistake. I don't know if he planned in that way to seduce me. What with chips? She's from Manchester, mate. <laughs> or if he was a genuine error over the room numbers. Either way, we ended up in bed together. But not before the most romantic <laughs> foreplay I had ever encountered. Roy had set the scene just right with roses in his room and half a bottle of brandy oh, and a bottle of champagne to wash away any inhibitions. They were both laddered. No wonder it took him so long. <laughs> it was a different from my life at home looking after Derek and Stephen. I didn't have to cut the tea, iron his shirts or wash his underpants, let alone handle any smelly socks. I was used to pampering my family at home, but on the other side of the world, Roy was pampering me. It was such a big change. We just spent our time away from work relaxing. It really put you in the mood for love, and maybe I fell in love with the whole situation. On this evening, though, I don't know whether it was the effect of the drink or what, but I thought, Christ, I fancy him. I was missing Derek, but being in South Africa was like being on another planet. The inevitable happened, and on that very night, I orgasmed for the first time. Every time before we made love, Roy would take me in the bathroom. He would tenderly wash me all over. Oh, he wanted to make sure she was clean. (laughs) 
Well, I bet she's. I bet she was greasy. He gave her a squaddy wash beforehand. <laughs> Pits and bits. God, how romantic. <laughs> it was ever so sensual and he showered me with affection. That's a euphemism. He made me feel like a whole woman and it were wonderful. Oh, here we go. Some more details. Captain Sexy says, who's reading my diary? <laughs> Sorry, Captain. Someone sent it to us. <laughs> At first. Oh, he's lovemaking. Pete says, tonight will be forever remembered as the night Ian and Catherine finally found their Twitch voice. Thank you. <laughs> His lovemaking was phenomenal. He could hold himself back for ages and ages before bringing me to my climax ever so expertly. Hope he put the loofah down. <laughs> With Derek, it had never been this good and he made me feel anger towards him. Although, in fairness, he knew no better and neither would I if I hadn't taken that fateful booking in South Africa. <laughs> booking, she said. But life became so magical in Roy's company that it reached the stage where Derek never even entered my head. At first, I thought Roy was trying a load of old flannel. Well, literally, he was <laughs> to get me into bed. But I soon realised it was just the way he was. If we were walking down the street, he would hold my hand and hug me and kiss me as we strolled. He was very demonstrative, something Derek had never been. And his desire to be by my side drove me wild. <laughs> Very similar in tone to Limmy's book, isn't it? Yeah. Really similar in tone. Oh, here we go. She's going to go back into her, um, okay, history. It's going to get romantic now. Find the right music. Here we go. During my early years, I'd been loved and cuddled constantly. My mother and father were very much in love and not afraid to show it. All three of our kids were, oh, sorry, us kids were enveloped by their love. But since my marriage to Derek, I feel sorry for Derek because he's not there. She's he's never made off her with come. someone else. And now she's getting angry with him. <laughs> Just because of some bloke who flannelled her down and then gave her one. <laughs> exactly. You're a pervert. <laughs> you can do it right now, please. But since my marriage to Derek, a lot of the loving touches and caresses had gone out of my life. A little thing like a hug means a lot to a woman. That probably helped me fall even more hopelessly in love with the ever-attentive Roy. He was my shadow during those blissful weeks when we became inseparable, literally. <laughs> Every day I had fresh flowers from him. Something careful Derek would never have done for me, the shit. Roy became the man of my dreams. We made love every night and every morning. No mention of the afternoon, though, which is disappointing. But it was never rushed. No, it couldn't. They were pissed. <laughs> we would have made love more often, but the opportunity never arose as we spent the days travelling between the towns and cities we were performing in on a big air-conditioned bus. Surprised I didn't stop them. We chatted all the time. Roy was about the same age as myself and very honest and open. He told me how he'd been trying for a baby for 10 years before his little one arrived. He was ecstatic about the 18-month-old youngster. What? But he'd fallen out of love with his wife. He told me he loved me like he'd never loved before. It was real, undying love stuff and ever so romantic and I felt exactly the same. We made massive headlines on the tour when a builder turned impresario called Ronnie Kibel staged Ooh. a concert down the impressive Kangol Caves. You probably heard of it, no? No. We had to descend down 200 steps to get to the wooden stage and I was very worried about bats. I said, if I see one, I'll be up them steps faster than I came down. 
<laughs> Fortunately, they want a bat in sight and a recording of the concert was released as a record over there. I made history as the first female to perform so far underground. <laughs> don't know that song. <laughs> it was very cold and shivery, but the acoustics were great. It was an incredible experience and something I'm very proud of being a part of. There was an added bonus having the cabaret compare as my lover. I was going to say, back to the shagging, please. This is getting dull. Because he was so much in love with me that I became bigger than Shirley Bassey when he was announcing my act. And it was here that I was first introduced to Brandy and Baby Sham. Oh, what a classy, classy time this was. A drink I adopted and later consumed by the bucketful back home as I drowned my many sorrows. I eventually got nicknamed Brandy and Baby Sham Lil because I drank that much of the concoction. Despite the big build-ups Roy gave me before going on stage. Oh, <laughs> she means introductions. And the sensational times we spent between the sheets. I wasn't prepared for the bombshell he was soon to drop. It happened at the summit of Tabletop Mountain overlooking Cape Town during an evening stroll. I want to marry you. Oh, flippin' it! He announced. Dirty! My immediate reaction was to say yes, because those have been the happiest days of my life. Yet my marriage to Derek and having Stephen at school back home didn't make the answer so straightforward. Obviously quite tricky. I was heartbroken. Meeting Roy had thrown my life into turmoil. It was a beautiful summer's evening and sparkling below us with the lights in the city and the lanterns on the boats in the harbour. I just thought, I don't want to go home to Maltby. I'm happy here. Yeah. I felt like crying and I didn't know what I was going to do. Looking back now, I probably had a lot of stardust in my eyes and I had three more weeks Something of the tour left before I had to make up my mind. But Roy's doting over that beautiful baby of his really clinched my refusal. Yes, yeah, sod that kid. It's a sad story. <laughs> Deep down, I knew I couldn't split up his family. Oh, isn't she good? So she shagged his brains out and then sent him back to his wife. She's got morals. I had been in this situation once before in Africa, a few years earlier on my trip to Rhodesia with these daisies called Zimbabwe, and I don't know why. <laughs> no, she didn't say that, but I imagine she would. <laughs> on that occasion, I rang Derek up and told him to sell the bungalow and send me half the cash I'd sent. Oh, hang on. She's, hang on. Well, she's splitting up when she goes to Zimbabwe. She's, she'd been there before. It's not lecker. So why why had she why had she said that? I'll tell you why she'd said that. I'd set up home with a young Rhodesian military policeman called Andy, and I had no intentions of going back. Flipping it, don't send her anywhere African because she will shack up with someone. I suppose there must be something about the sun and the lifestyle out there that sends me a bit balmy. <laughs> Do you want to hear about Andy? Do we want to hear about Andy? Let's have a little break from Andy and let's listen Let's listen to the woman herself. Here we go. This is what they heard in that cave. Oh. Is that Kate Robbins? Oh, it could be, couldn't it? Oh, it is. It is. Is it? Yes. I only saw him Richard Maidley. Attentive, but actually thinking, look bloody okay. gorgeous. He's stuck in an awkward position, so he has to look at her now. Yeah, but he's, he's loving himself there. Oh, look at Judy. Slip away. Away. Imagine that resounding around the cave. I never knew his name. Sonia. It is, isn't it? And yet I loved him. Flipping him, what's going on? 
Dead eyes, the dead eyes of a maidly. He's thinking about shopping tomorrow. Oh! Yes! Like ships in the night. No, no that's not Kate. Okay. Sailing out of sight. I'm never gonna see that boy again. Jesus. It fits in with the story we just heard. Shits in the night. Shits in the night from her behaviour. I'll put the flannel down beforehand, though. He would always wash her first. I've often wondered why. Why he never said that. She's just singing with her teeth, though. Lead him with the teeth. But when I smile. Yeah, that's enough of that. I wish I had one like that. Now, if you have a problem, who are you going to call? Oh, Victoria Wood. Ah, Victoria Wood. She was funny in the 80s, now she's not very good. And as a song that someone I used to know used to sing, but, but, but um, anyway. 0203 286 is the telephone number. So that's, that's Lynn Perry. <laughs> that's Lynn Perry covered there. Um, that was before she had her lips done. That was before she had the lips done. Um, 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 she was on the word. 203. Maybe we'll go back to that a bit later. It was on. a shame because so, she became really... a bit of a joke. Well, a joke, didn't she? Yeah. 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 Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. You seen the picture of John Lennon on the set of Happy Days? No. Oh, have you not seen it? Should we see it? Oh, it's a great picture. Um, I'll type in John Lennon. Happy Days. Happy Days. It'll just be a picture of him and May Pang. Hang on. <laughs> uh, hello, internet. There we go, look. Uh, is that gonna? No. How do we make that go big? <laughs> Consent. Oh, do do whatever you want. I, I don't know if I can make it go big, but look, it's uh, it's uh, Ralph Mouth, Richie Cunningham, John Lennon, Potsy, Potsy Weber, The Fonz, and Little Sean. Little Sean. That's a great picture, right? Yeah. John Lennon was a big Happy Days fan, so he brought his son Julian. Oh no, no, no that that's Julian. Gosh, yeah. What? Of course it's Julian. Oh my god, I apologize. But hang on, Julian looks half Japanese. He does. What's going on? What's going on? Um It looks like his dad. In popular culture, there are certain photographs that capture such odd crossovers. Uh Nixon and Elvis. I don't quite know what we're seeing this for. There we go. Uh, and then we don't know who these gentlemen are. We do not know who these gentlemen are. But boy, oh boy, what a picture. But but he looks the same age as all of these so-called kids. Yeah, funny that. Isn't it? Um, and he looks more authentic than, than any of these people do. Uh, Henry Winkler seems like a nice fella. I, I, you know, I've worked with Henry. Have you? Yeah, lovely man. I, I had to dress up as the Fonz, right? It was some shit show for Channel oh, 5. I've seen a picture. And it was like the best of Happy Days. It wasn't even Channel 5. It was like Channel... It was 5 US or something. And I did it because it paid £5,000 for a day's work. But more importantly, I got to I got to spend a day with Henry Winkler. And they really wanted him to dress up as the Fonz and go, he said, I'm not doing it. I'm no. not going to do it. So I, I, I'm there. I'm here. and I'll, I'll, But I'm not doing it. And I then took him aside and said, they're going to dress me as the Fonz. I feel like an idiot, but I did it because I really wanted to meet you. Are you okay if I do it? Because if you're not, then we I can go and talk to them. And we, he said, 
Ian, you seem like a lovely guy. It's really nice to meet you. I have no problems with you dressing up as the Fonz if you want. In fact, I would find it hilarious. So you want to do So there is a picture of me as a, as a shit Fonz going like that. And, and Henry Winkler stood next to me. I don't know where that picture is. I saw him in Panto at Milton Keynes, yeah. right? Yeah. And he was Captain Hook and he was brilliant. He was obviously loving it. Absolutely loving it. And I've heard him in interviews saying how much he loves pantomime. Um, because they don't have it in the States, right? So at the end of it all, you know, normally they say, oh, and tonight we're going to be collecting for, uh, you know, children uh, at the hospital or whatever, and the buckets are in that door and that door, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But he also gave this really rousing speech about how you've got to um, go for your dreams and, you know, he was trying to... He's brilliant. You know, really, he goes, there's a lot of young people here today and we're living in kind of dark and depressing times, but I just wanted to let you know that there is still hope out there and if you want to go for it, then you've got to really put your heart and soul into it, you can achieve. You know, he writes a lot of books for dyslexic kids. Ah, right, He's like okay. a big... Uh, and... Um, uh, a friend of mine, I won't say because I don't know if, if, if he's said that his son is um, dyslexic or not, but a friend of mine was working with him and got talking to him about it. And he said, oh, let me up. And he came in the next day with a big stack of his uh, books and said, hey, if you want to, if you want me to talk to I'm happy to talk to him. I don't know if he's dyslexic himself or if he's got I kids. I think he is. I think he is. Right. I think that now you're saying that, that was kind of part of this speech was that I came from a background where I couldn't read so well. Yeah, yeah. Well, then there you go. There you go. And he's like big. Um, and he's also, uh, um, I wonder if I can find... I, I I keep trying to rewatch. Um, what's the sitcom that he's in? That's not Happy Days. You know the one. I, I keep looking at uh, Arrested Development. Oh yeah. And there are some uh, there are some really knowing uh, bits in it. This is there's there's a, some really knowing little bits in it. Um, look at this. This is so this is Arrested Development, and he plays a lawyer in it. And I've got to staple this to a seal. And I've skipped breakfast, so I'm off to Burger King. And there's a shark. He jumps the shark. <laughs> Beautiful. He he jumps the shark. And there's another. There's loads of bits. There's another bit where he goes into um, the bathroom and goes to comb his hair, and then goes. Ah. <laughs> and then later on, he gets replaced. He leaves right for a season. And he gets replaced by Scott Bio, who played Chachi. <laughs> and, he, and he goes, I don't worry, I've replaced that guy before. And Scott Bio's character's name, I wonder if there's the advert for it. Um, uh, here we go. This is the advert for, for Scott Bio's lawyer's name. Are you a CEO, CFO, or other executive facing these or similar charges? Why should you go to jail for a crime someone else noticed? <laughs> you don't need double talk. You need blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. No habla espanol. Well, we're <laughs> His name's Bob blah, blah. He said fast enough. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. It's great. But um, I don't know if I could get. I don't know if I could. We're not here to talk nonsense. Um, there's a little question in the. Oh, well, there's a, there's someone wondering. I don't know why he's not just asked you. Okay. Um, Alan yeah. Claren says, "Do you think Ian still knows Agent Chris?" I, I I think I know the answer to that. You answer it. I don't really know him, but you got in touch with him a little while back, didn't you? Last time I saw him was when he came in, didn't he? No. Was that not Agent Chris? Who was that fella? Oh no, no, that was Lady Alex. Oh yeah. No, Agent Chris. Last time I saw him was when we won Best Breakfast Show under 10 million at the Sonys. Right. And he was there and he won an or, or one of the shows he produced. He still works at LBC 
and he produced Nigel Farage for a bit and he produces he produced Nick Ferrari he went into I know there was a photo of him going into the Chilean embassy or wherever, the Ecuadorian embassy wherever it was to meet um, Julian Assange right um, and he in the speech you said we grew up didn't you we said, yeah, we grew, look, look, we grew up because he was, we were kids, you know, we 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 would we would just dick around, you know, we didn't know what the rules were. He also quit, and I I talked him into coming back, and I talked the boss that caused me to leave because he was an a hole bully, um, and that has been proven. Um, I still won't say his name, uh, and I talked him into letting Chris come back. Uh, Asian Crisp, Agent Crisp, Adrian Crisp. All of these, all of these names are true. So I don't, I, I've not spoken to him in years. But you're um, not falling out either. Oh God, no, no, no. If we saw him, you know, I remember once we'd be getting on quite well, and he said, "Can I, can I, can I show you my driving license?" I went, "Yeah, show it to me." I went, "Okay, that's nice." He said, "No, no, no. Look at it." He said, "Look at the date of birth." He was five years younger than he told everyone at work Ooh. to get the job. Yeah, I think he said he was twenty-seven and he was actually twenty-two. Or it was it was a dramatic gap to get. He said, "I don't think I, I wouldn't have got the job." Uh, you know, fair play to him. And now look at him; he's an award-winning producer. Yeah, easily done that. He, <laughs> what he's easily done to to win awards? Be an award-winning producer. Oh, two oh three. <clears throat> Two eight six six three seven zero. Oh, I don't think I've played any adverts. Play some. Play some goddamn adverts. Um, no, no, start on watch party. Um, we could listen to a little bit. Oh yeah, what happened with Bezik last night? There was some good bit, a good bit of Bez last night. There was a guy, and I heard this this afternoon, and I couldn't. I was trying to have a doze, and I couldn't because I was. It was, it was a cracking Bezik, and there was a guy that phoned up. And was doing banter with oh, him. Oh, no, don't. But it's the kind of banter where it's a bit mean at the other person. And I could tell he meant it. Yeah. He meant it. And it was, it was, um, it was really unpleasant. And, and then kind of his true colours came out. It was... Uh, it, it, what? He was goading? Well, yeah, it was quite late. Let me just find it. Uh, oh two oh three two eight six six three seven oh. Thank you, Beth. Oh, thank you. Loads of people have sent money to our PayPal. And oh, we... yeah, that's very appreciated. Very much appreciated. I'm going to put it in the chat. Obviously, you know, it's a different culture here on Twitch, and we're not used to passing the hat around. But it's how it's done. So we're having to um, suck it up, so to speak, and um, and ask. You don't have to. Everything's free. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to follow or anything like that. But if you do, it helps us. It helps us. And we'll mention the subs and stuff later on. But if you want to just, get, you know, if you've enjoyed anything we've done this year and you have a quid, quid, quid would be gratefully appreciated. There's the PayPal link. It gets split between me and Catherine. Um, and it's kind of like our Christmas bonus. Loads of you have, have gifted, like so many people have gifted, and um, we have read all of your messages, and there's so many kind things, and some people have given a quid, some people have given significantly more. It's all great. It's all appreciated. But there is no I pressure. No. Absolutely no pressure whatsoever. Spot Joe's, thank you very much indeed. Especially it, at the moment where people are having times. a tough time. Listen, don't. If you can afford it, that's one thing. If you can't, we completely get it. Just stick I mean, if you, if you can't afford it, maybe look at ways you could you could save money elsewhere. What are you suggesting? They've all got big tellies and smoking I think, habits. I think, I think get rid of the sky, ditch the fags, and maybe one of the kids. 
it's fine. Every time something comes through, it's great. We're just going to push it this week and next, and then we're going to kind of let it go back again. Uh, but it's because it's Christmas, and you know. But you know what does help us if you follow. Follow. How many that doesn't cost you anything. Well, we could be close to fourteen fails and follows. Where's yeah. the follows? Where Where the hell are the follows, your guys? Creator dashboard. <laughs> 13,550. That's a big yeah, leap from last night. Thank great. you. Thank you. We, so, we, yeah, yeah. If, if you follow us, it's really helpful and it's even more likely that we'll be able to stick around on here. Have a listen to this. This was as if, like, all the estate, you know, or not all of them, as, as I do Asian, but there's loads mm. of them. Like, quite I, can't, I don't quite know where this is. It might take a little while to find. As well. Mm. So um, Raymond Groves Paris, do you have any tattoos? Would you contemplate it? No. Do you want to answer that question? I want to get my my nips pierced, but um, I've shown my nips to Catherine. I think they fall off. They're, they're so she tiny. Said they're too tiny. They go black and fall off. She said they're too tiny. Can check that yeah. out with you. But I mean, you do you, babe. All right. You the do you. That. Um, but don't come crying to me yeah. when you've got and no if nips. If there are, then you, you're because they're not flat like Ken. Alan, but, well, you would. Something they well, Do you remember last week? Do you remember the story? It wasn't mm. hero, uh, but. Not many people think that. Well, you've got to live along well, That's the thing, yeah. We, mm. we have to ages, read uh, the Truffle Five. Thank you, Elvis. Very, very shop. The computers have gone wonky. Is a decision. <laughs> Dithering <laughs> Boris books. Comes crying nips in bubbles. <laughs> that's what the sun says. Different things, because you see people with a mock of eyes going, all oh, these bloody campadons and caravans putting True. the neighbours. Now, I live it. I've got my own house. It's like a three. Uh, I always do it. I'm trying to be green. This show so far so has been very do, northern, and I and approve. And I've done it for heartily. a few years now. I saved them, put them all up on the thing, you know. You'll sort of have a little, little look around Wales because you obviously just moved there recently. Then next yes. year, just yes, day trips. It's I, I, a lovely place. Obviously, you're North place. Wales, aren't you? But South Wales mm. is lovely as well, isn't it? Orc. Right on the blackboard, we'd have to copy it on. Pe yes, people, strange position. There's a, a larger proportion of them on the. Oh, where is it? Should be represented. Maybe it's just uh, after the app. And I, I gave him an answer. This is Google. Were, the Google woman. And he said, Oh, the Welsh are sheep. I won't say the word. And glass that he'd obviously. Date. It's 12.03. The person that goes to the supermarket for the newspaper or. Yeah. It's because every area has a little radio and I've never really heard it. But should they do it? Or much, find usually it. it's like... To make political... ...needed, say, on... <laughs> ...called John Willie goes... Oh, the only he's asking about Wales, he's just moved there. They are not insignificant. Well, yes, that... That, that may be appropriate comment, and, and I can't... I can't disagree. In, in, in advisors, rather bizarre. Given, and those that have got sod off. When they're not engaged in the sport. Yeah, but politics affects sport. Well, you're asking me why I hold that view. If you this want to spend and use their success at. Well, no. Society to give equality to. Again, I, I, I think sport. And I, I, this might be it. 
it, but it is political. You, you, you've never, you, you don't change. I, I, Here we go. I, this I is it. This is, is it. this going to be a Uja support for not being involved in no. the starts going yeah. nasty? So it starts off as banter. It's quite mean it's banter. Oh, 0800 Yes, Dick, I think I found it. Did you say he's got a great voice? I think he has, yeah. It's nearly as bad as that bloke that you like from America. What's yeah, it called? straight in with a dig. Yeah. Sounds like Lee Isn't Marvin you... on a bad night. You mean Leonard Cohen? Yeah, it sounds like Lee Marvin it... on a bad night to me. That line, yes. yeah. Well, there you go, each to their own. By the way, Cohen's from Canada, but let's not be picky. Well, whatever. You know, it's a, it's a big <laughs> continent, isn't it? It is a big continent, yes. So it's a good, probably a good job you've got your computer helping you there, though, wasn't it, really? There you go. There we well, go. I there's the edge of meanness. You couldn't have known it before, even though he likes there's, him. There's an edge of meanness to that. I knew that. You're right. you, you've never, you, but you, you came straight in with that. Yeah, 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 came yeah, straight in with yeah, antagonism. Yeah. You don't change. I, I, I haven't listened for a while, and somebody told me that you'd moved to Wales, and that, because, because right. a lot of people who, who live near you have started applying for council tax rebates. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the council said, look, will you go? Because it's costing us a fortune. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so how long have you been there? Uh, since the end of September. Blimey. He's trying to think of another day. Not nothing like Greater Manchester, then, is it, really? It's different in oh so many ways, but, of course... Aggressive, you can passive, work anywhere in my job it. now. It's brilliant. You call that work? Well, <laughs> dear me. Yeah, I, I, it's, no, it's, I, I, take, I take it back. It's, it's, and fair play, Alan's going along with it. Alan's having a laugh, but you can sense the meanness. And when it oh, does turn I nasty, which it will do, it's like, no surprise to me. Even pretending to be a, a, a Thank you, host, isn't it, really? I, I know, it's, it's just disgraceful, really, as you the, say. The, the, but... Go on. It is what it is. Well, it's all I have, and and, and this is how I make my crust. And <laughs> I've never really. I can't help me indeed. I, I've never really considered it work, but other people have referred to it in that way, and so I've I've fallen into my own trap. That's nothing new, is it? No, no. Right, I want. To, there's a couple of things. Um, the first one was about. I'm afraid the, I would have said to him at this point, well, this is fun, but what do you really want? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Wouldn't you? Yeah. A thoughtless, mindless um, Millwall fans who were booing some footballers because they decided to take the knee. Mm. What, did, what did you think of that? Um, I think it's wrong to boo them. I, I think I rarely. I can rarely think of a time when booing is the right thing to do. So I. I thought booing was unacceptable, but I am a bit fed up of sports people deporting their quasi-political thoughts in the manner that they do. Is it political? Well, quasi-political. Everything's political in the end, isn't it? But it is political. They want... They want Spot, Josh, the you haven't subbed. I think they have. I think that's what that... Yeah, they've subbed. Why are you seeing ads? It's a glitch. It's a Twitch glitch. Uh, Apologies. Politically Equality. Well, yes, but that means to yeah. redress the in to redress the inequality and to address the inequality requires political action. So, could, in that um, way, it's political. It isn't party political, but I still think it's political. Well, it's ever been thus. Muhammad Ali did so exactly the same, didn't they? The, the, do you remember the guy? Do you remember the guys, uh, the American guys, the black American guys who were sprinters, who won winning gold medals when when did did uh, you know going down on one knee there, rather than rather um, than stand up. 
to attention at the Olympics. They, I, he's I remember about the ones, the ones that did that who on the pedestal? gave the. Um, I love it when people phone up to try and score points, and they're they're wrong. Yeah, they're wrong. Love it. The black. But also, I, I, there's a really the beautiful panther. story about that because the guy in the middle, there's a white guy in the middle, wasn't there? Yeah. Who also, I think he also did it, didn't he? Can't remember. But when he died, they carried his coffin. I think. I know there is a story. There's, oh, there, there was yeah. always a link between those yeah. three, anyway. Yeah. The signal, but where yeah, they raised yeah, their, they just, they just their clenched fists above their head. Yeah, which is which is what are the which is what a lot of the black footballers do, and, and why not? Well, again, I, I, I think sport and politics should be kept apart, really. Well, they can't be whilst whilst sport is affected by politics. And sport yes, is affected I, by politics because the politicians... It's going to start getting... It's going to start getting nasty in a second. ...refuse to change society to give equality to people who have to be black or Asian. You see, it's like good it's, as you, isn't it? Here we go. Well, yes, I, I, I have the same feeling about good as you. I wish that had never been stolen from our language by yeah, one but you're not, you, you, But you're not gay either. You, you see, you're so narrow-minded. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. Huh? Oh, no. You pretend to be free. You pretend to be free thinking, but you you you, you, you wouldn't. You don't want people to actually you, use something that yes, actually I, helps I, them I, get equality. I want people to play their sport for the sake of the sport. I don't want yeah. people to then use their success at that sport whilst whilst involved in the game. I, I'm perfectly happy for people to do whatever they need to do within the realms of the law. But I, I, I dislike seeing people taking the knee, although I support the endeavour. Why does it affect you? Why should you care? Well, well, you asked me my opinion, and I gave it. So I'm asking you why you've got, your, why you've got the opinion you've got. Because I... That tone, and we've, we've had callers like that, so that well, tone... You, know, you knew from the moment he started, we, yeah. would have, we would have sussed it straight away, and I'm surprised that Alan didn't. Maybe he thought he could charm him out of it. Yeah. But he was... Um, he come in swinging, hadn't he? Yeah, totally. Believe totally. that sport should do its level best to stay away from politics. Yeah, but politics affects sport. Well, you're asking me why I hold that view. Well, Lizard, if you anti-racism isn't political, Bezik sounds like he gets his opinions from the Daily Mail. It could be argued that the the Black Lives Matter group are political. It could be argued, and he also says he also said if you listened, he supports. The endeavour, he just doesn't want to see it during a sports match. So uh, I, I don't necessarily agree with that. But he, he, to say he gets his opinions from the Daily Mail, I think is is hugely inaccurate. If you want to spend, well, time I was thinking, I was thinking that perhaps for once you might actually change in our mind, but it's not going to happen, obviously. Well, it hasn't yet. But do, do, feel do you free think to Mar Do you think Marcus Rashford does any good? I think he does. Yes. Yeah, and he's using he's using the fact that he's a, that he's a, a, a sportsman to actually do that. He wouldn't and if he I wasn't fully play for Manchester United. He, I, wouldn't, he wouldn't be do, wouldn't be able to do that, would he? And as I said earlier, I fully approve of people using their position, but not when they're actually engaged in the sport itself. Oh, you've narrowed you've narrowed the criteria down now. It's only it's I only. No, that's why people. I heard from the start. I don't yeah. think that's fair. He said it specifically. Well, it was, when, when I said that, I said that, I said that a few moments ago. Hey, Alan says Ian kept me sane in the LBC years. I was homeless at the time. His show was the only thing that kept me going. 
Thank you, Alan. I hope things are um, uh, picked up. Thank you. That's a lovely thing to say. I really appreciate you sharing that. Before you mention Rashford, I, I think sport and politics should be kept apart. Oh. And by that I mean when the game is in place. I, do, I didn't enjoy those um, sprinters making the gesture that they did. I don't enjoy people who wave banners when they're running round the track afterwards and making political, quasi-political statements. I dislike that. I think it is an abuse of something that ought to be, ought to be, and it's getting less likely, but ought to be a little less, um, should we say, politicised. So you think you think that it's becoming more politicised just because it, it happens to offend your eyes? Well, I you can only speak for You football me. anyway, so why should it bother you? Well, I I can see a thing is wrong, in my view, without actually being a witness oh. to it. I'm intellectually oh, oh, I don't like it when any sport does it. If they do it when they're not engaged in the sport, fine. They're human beings. They, they have the right. I defend their right. But when they're engaged in the sport, I think sport should be, if you like, Ring fenced away from politics, quasi or otherwise. So, how do you think footballers can affect the the the, the power that football ha has? Ask Marcus Ratchford. Well, he's he's doing it in the best way he can. But what he's doing is actually political. He's changing he's changing politicians' he's, minds. I, I I have no objection to sports people doing things and using their power to get things changed. No objection to that at all. What I object to is people who do it. The thing about these callers as well is they're so flipping boring and they think they're so right and well, interesting well, because, and clever. Because they're going to carry on until they get the rise that they're after. They haven't really got a point. The people that listen every night and then just phone up to go, you're shit. Okay, well, don't don't listen. During the course of a game, whatever that game is, whether it's running around... It's, it's not during the course of the game, it's before the game. It's part of the process of the game. If you want me to say, I think it's great, you're going to fail. No, so, no, no, I, 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 I thought perhaps for once in your, once yeah, in your life you might actually consider your, your opinions, but obviously you won't. Well, what, so I'm well, wasting Graham, my what, time. What, what you have to realise, Graham, is my opinions are tested about 20 times a night, so oh, I've kind on, of... Oh, come on, please. You've got a so computer I've, in so front I've, of you, so you, so you, can, play it being, so you can play it being so a chat I've, show host. So I've, so I've worked so out I've, my so opinions. I've. You don't work out so your I've, opinions. OK, I don't you, know. My life is changing fraud. You, I don't care. You, well, you, as long as you get your money, you don't, you're not particularly bothered what anybody thinks of you. So you say... You, you're absolutely correct in that. I do say it and I do believe in it. No, I, do, I doubt very much whether the person that we hear is the real Alan Bezik. They can see how it gets weird. I Wh hope to God is, it isn't. Why is he so... Well, I hope to God for your wife's sake it isn't as well. Wow, okay. That's rude. Why, uh, That's rude. Why is he so... See, the thing is, I, I, the <sighs> thing I don't understand about people like this, or actually I do, is because it makes them feel powerful because they're obviously living shitty lives. Why he's got to just twist the knife a little bit more? Because yeah. what he really wants is to upset. Yeah. Yeah, I love these calls. It's one of the things I miss on the radio. We, we still but it get says them. So much more about the caller. Yeah, yeah. we still get them. But 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 the, the, you, the Twitch audience, are more selective 
and selected in some ways in that you have chosen to come to a slightly difficult platform to engage with us or yeah. to at least listen with us. I know, you know, most of you aren't even chatting in the chat and that's great. But radio, you know, people have habits and they listen to the same station for 20 years because they've always listened oh, to the same station. And it gets very partisan. What I used to find yeah. hilarious was, you know, having worked at various radio stations is that you would be talking to someone and they'd say, I'm sorry, I don't listen to your show. I love them. Yes. It's like, okay, well, I sit next to that guy in the office. You're not going to upset me by saying you like my colleague. As long as you're listening to the radio station, that's great. Unless that colleague is Dan Wharton, who's a prick. <laughs> well, yeah, apart from him. But what uh, I mean is, them saying, I like such and such a person, that's fine. As long as you like somebody, yeah. it'd be ridiculous to expect you to like every single person on the roster. And also, as, as, as well, we found at Talk, as they got rid of people like John Holmes and Eamon Holmes, oh. um, and, and they brought in, you know, Dan Merton, and as Mike Graham went more right wing and stuff, we found that we kind of got like the overspill of that. We got the dregs yeah. of their show. So people would, would carry on listening, thinking we were going to do the same thing. So we'd go on with a, a vaguely left of centre liberal thing. It wasn't, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even socialist. Someone accused me of being a socialist the other day. Accused. Someone suggested I might be a socialist because I, I like the NHS. Huh? What? Um, and um, so we would get those people who would phone up and go, well, I think that Black Lives Matter is bad and, and, and expect us to say what the rest of the station is saying. Say, yeah, it's a pain, pain. It's awful, isn't it? Yeah, Marxist. What, what we tended to say was, why? I could that would also upset them, wouldn't yeah. it? Because what yeah. they, they were hoping to do was blaze in Thank there because they thought it was a station to come to for a row. I love you too. And sometimes they, they would get a row, but only if they talk bollocks. Yeah. And um, so we would then get... You know, people who are expecting to get the same old crap. Mm. You know, the same the, the round of applause for saying they don't like, you know, too many immigrants coming in for all the, that kind of yeah. stuff. And, and and they wouldn't. They'd get called out and questioned on it. Anyway, we're nearly there. I promise we're nearly there. Well, fine. Thank you for caring about my wife. <laughs> well, come back. someone has to. Indeed. Can I get on to my next topic, please? Is it going to be as utterly useless and boring? Perhaps not. Good night. OK, good night. I'll do Walter. And then that is his genius. All right, whatever. I'll do Kath. Move straight on to the next call. Yeah. Straight on to the next But, yeah, call. The, the bringing the wife into it, also a little, you know, a little misogynistic kind of um, white knight in there, but really just done to get, have a dig at the husband. Rach says, well, callers never checked before they got online. Not on our show. No. I, I, I never liked it. And if I've ever done stuff at the BBC, not, I'm not talking about with us, I'm talking more about WM and when I did some stuff on six and five, six primarily, actually, they would vet the callers to within an inch of their life Listen. and do like a pre-interview with them. I didn't want to know. I said, I would always say to people, if it wasn't Catherine, if we had a new producer or, or, or someone, I'd say... Um, if they, I don't want to know where they're from. Don't type on, on the screen where they're from. Don't ask them what they want to talk about. I don't want to know. And if they sound like you wouldn't let them on on any other show, put them at the front of the queue. Those are the people I yeah. want to talk to. I've worked with presenters in the past where you had to vet everyone thoroughly because they wouldn't have been able to manage someone who was tricky. You know, and by tricky, I mean not saying what they expected them to say. They needed to be briefed. And I get that. I get that. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. People work in different ways. But with Ian, you know, we get people who would ring up and uh, they'd say, don't you want to know what I want to say? And I go, no, it's none of my business. No. Because 
the joy of the shows that we did was that it all happened on air. So, yeah, some people said, oh, this is very unprofessional because you've not worked it out beforehand. No, no, no. That's why it's different from everyone else, because we show you everything. And it still works. Imagine. Rach says, I guess it I makes it less come. interesting, but maybe to protect the presenter, I'd hate to have to deal with someone like that. I love it. Yeah, but what if you're I a bright... If, what your presenter's up to it, that's the entertainment, I isn't it? I love it. I love it. I and the thing come. I'm learning... When I was at LBC, I used to get proper... I would get emotionally involved in all of the calls. And if, I, if you heard me getting angry, I was actually getting angry. Yeah. And it was... It took a long time, towards the end of Absolute, maybe... Certainly by three, some point in 3CR, but maybe absolute, where I realised I didn't actually have to get angry. It did, what they said didn't, not, well, it was that thing, none of this matters. And so if someone phoned up and said, um, you know, your wife's a, a, a whatever, that's not fair, your mum's a slag. Um, i go, okay, well, you think like that. Or I would feign anger. You what? What? But then I could let it go straight away. But the great thing that, that, that Bezik does, I would still kind of get louder and louder. But the great thing that he does that I would take to a, a radio show now is that, okay. It's quieter, yeah. Uh-huh, away you go. Yep, go on. And I would do, I've, I've done that sometimes. Done that sometimes. I love it, Rach. I love it. Those are the best calls. You but here's the other thing, right? You get used to being able to hear those little giveaways. So yes, yes, he yes. would have called that bloke out bef way before. Boja, thank you. I'm not Kansas, suggesting that Alan you. didn't. Maybe Alan, Alan did it for his own reasons. He's got his own style of doing things. But even taking that bloke's, he would have said something. Even taking that bloke's phone number, I would have got a hint and I would have said, I would have put something on. Tell. I would have put a note on. You can tell. You know, careful. Something like that. Yeah. You but can tell. also, we had a lot of eye contact, didn't we, when, when I was producing you? And it'd be, you know, we would be looking at each other like weighing, weighing the situation up all the time, all the time, all the time. But between us, we've got like 40 years of broadcasting and a lot of that on phone-in shows. That's the, that's the thing that, for example, Sonny and Shay, you know, that incident where they're still on air. <laughs> I don't know how that's happened. I look forward to seeing the huge find that they mu that station must get. But that's an experience. Yeah. And, and the, the producer, I, I believe, was an experience, you know, was, was a safe pair of hands, but that was it. That's inexperience. Yeah. From the, from the first second of that call, my hand would have been on that fader. Ready to go. It's it, the only thing that can be said about that was that they weren't listening. That they weren't listening. None of them. Because I would have clocked it if you hadn't. But I it wouldn't happen that way. Cannot every, wait to read the Ofcom. Every time rebuttal. we got a new caller on, we'd both be like this, sussing them out. And you've seen us do it on there. We've seen it do us do it on here when we get a new voice in or a or an unknown call or whatever it might be. We suss them out, suss them out, suss them out. Those spidey senses. Very rarely fail, very rarely. But um, with that, that was an example of someone not listening, but also being so on his own track that he was just ready for the next question the whole time, just waiting for his chance to speak. I'm talking about the presenter, just waiting for, right, he knew what his next question was going to be, wasn't really listening to the answers because he was so intent on this flipping one talking point, which, by the way, God. Super Saint says, um, Mike Graham is great, it's all pantomime. Mike Graham's a really nice guy. He's always been so nice to me. Um, and yeah, a lot of it is pantomime. He t said to me, he doesn't believe most of what he says, but th th there's pantomime and there's uh, just being on the legal right side of inciting hatred and division. And I think he's gone, uh, personally, he doesn't give a shit what I think, Who, why would he? But personally, I think he's gone way too far. I think it's a dangerous pantomime that actually potentially puts lives at risk, I think is what that is. And that's not a pantomime I want to 
I would like to be a part of. You know, that the pantomime is me. You sent my mother to slap. What? That's pantomime. You know, go in full alt right to to keep your job and cause division and hatred and fear. That's not that's not pantomime. That's like Cinderella with S I N starring Jim Davidson. That's what I think. Um, and I just thought his show, and I've blocked him on Twitter now because I could see people were atting me and him and. Oh, they were always trying to pitch us against I, I each other, wanna, not knowing that actually we got on all right. I, but I did block him because I didn't really want to get involved in, in. I think, I think what he does now, someone will play this to him, and I, you know, I don't care. I like the bloke; he's always so nice to me. I think what he does now is awful. I think it's dangerous. I think it's lowest common denominator. I think it's for thick, stupid people who can't see its pantomime. That's the danger. There will be so many people who who, who do not get that he is playing a, a character. Is he playing a character? I don't know. That, that won't get it. And, and they take it at face value and it incites racial hatred. There we go. But, you, you. but if you enjoy it, that's, that's you. James Whale, for me, jumped the shark when he started calling a 16-year-old girl Greta Funbags. That was, was for me, um, that was when I thought, shit, man, you're in your 70s, I think, mm. late 60s, early 70s. She's 16 and fun bags are tits. So you're basically calling her Greta sexy tits. Well, she's he's trying to... Yeah, that's kind of reducing her because she's a woman. It's the, but she's it's not wrong, even a woman. It's wrong on so many levels. It's... it's Yes, it's... It, it's I was going to say emasculating her. It's it's reducing her because she's female. But also, she's a, she was a yeah. kid. 16 is a kid. And you can't... You know, you, you can't make sexual kind of also, jokes like that about a woman. But, but a kid... I was going to say, it would be... It would be ridiculous to do that about a woman it's not 1978 anymore yeah but to do it about a kid come on trash says which member of take that could you take in a fight catherine which one i know which one i'd enjoy taking on in a fight more i would have to say howard i think i could take gary but again it's the same thing with ringo Starr. he's always sat down he's gonna punch you in the gut or you in the face jason is a good dancer robbie's a bit tough i reckon mark is, is tooled up Mark. I bet. I reckon, I reckon Mark, Mark is, is plucky. Someone. Mark is like a terrier. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Howard would ruin you. What are we talking about now? Uh yeah. Gary would be a dirty fighter. Yeah, he, yeah. I wouldn't mess with any of them. They'd Gary be- would shout out instructions and get other people to do the fighting <laughs> for him. Uh, I think would be the case. Uh, I wouldn't want to fight them. I quite like take that. Although I do worry about Gary's big crowd that he's going to pull to his uh, O2 concert. Hmm. Well, he's the composer of Open Road. Um, <laughs> I've got issues with Poseidon. I watched a documentary about them today and they killed um, they killed uh, Snake Plissken. Uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, gosh. They killed Kurt Russell on their, sh- their crappy two-bit boat. And apparently, did some research, they did it in the 70s as well. And they had have kids, um, oh. like swimming through electric water and going under fire and all of that shit. So, ah, uh, uh, Poseidon, Jesus, you guys make me puke. Talk, uh, talk about glaw.co.uk. If your spouse is making you want to puke these days, you can get rid. You don't have to be married forever, contrary to what your mum says. Um, you can give glaw.co.uk a shout. There is a phone number and stuff like that. But why don't you just Google them? Yeah, go, just go, Google them. Go on, good look for them. Good. Same with abbycare.co.uk. Uh, but when you do that, mention this advert because oh, you'll don't. get 25% off. You're no, so no, no. high, you won't. You're so high, you're going to say, oh, I think I get paid 25% more because I'm <laughs> high. 
So I'm not even going to tell you about them. Just go and Google Abbey Care. Mm. I don't care. Do what you want to do. Take drugs. I don't care. No, don't. Um, we will not be advertising JPU Records today. No, we're not talking about We're them. not talking about Happy Kids Christmas. No. The TLNA uh, thing. Because it's, it's tomorrow. It's not even here. It's tomorrow that they advertise with us. And we're doing the show Thursday lunchtime. And he asked to do it on a Thursday. And I forgot to say it was a lunchtime. That's his problem. It's your problem, Tom. And uh, JPU and all the cute kids on that great record. So do not go and buy it. And don't use the code TLNA to get 10% off. Do not go and Not yet. Wait till tomorrow. It. Do not buy it. Do not buy it. No. Uh, where are the phone calls? Uh, I think we've been too entertaining. Shall oh. I, shall I read, read to Mullin Perry? That'll teach him. <laughs> Maybe in a minute. Oh, I do want to find out what happened with... Andy? Andy? Randy Andy. Randy Andy. 0203. Let's wait for it. I want a phone call. I want two phone calls before we go any further. 0203. 286 6370. Oh, I was thinking. Uh, all you had to do was ask, apparently. I'll tell you what I was thinking in just one. I love that picture. I love that picture. That's such a great picture. Doesn't look like you, though. Wrong colour hair and stuff these days. Hello, um, Kate. Yeah. Hello. Hello, hello, Kate. As my boys now say, if if they get um, well, <laughs> it got it from a YouTuber. But when I took my boys home the other day, their mums as soon as I dropped them off, the first thing their mum said was, "Boys, you've got to do your homework as they're coming in. You've got to do your homework." And my eldest went, "Hello, darkness, my old friend." <laughs> <laughs> I made tomorrow's podcast today and it's called Obitu Fairy and it's got a picture of your fairy on it. Which sounds wrong, but it's so right. Oh, you bitchy fairy. <laughs> oh, bitchy fairy. <laughs> anyway, you all right? Looking very happy with yourself. Yay! She managed to steal someone's driving certificate. That's great. Oh, so when congratulations. You, when you fail, you can just flash that at the coppers. <laughs> well done, Kate. That's brilliant, brilliant news. Congratulations. Oh, you've muted yourself. How was it? How was it? I can't hear you. Say something. We'll say something. I, I'm here. Oh, yes. I, I think maybe when we're speaking, we're muting. How did it go? It was good. I got one minor. And that was in you the hit, last... That means you hit one child? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. <laughs> that don't count. That's okay. Oh, that's the what, was the, what was the minor? Go on, let, go on. Let, what was the minor? Um, I sort of balls up a bit on my parallel reverse. No, parallel, no. My reverse bay park. Oh, I hate them. No one reverses I, into those I bays. It a bit. I was getting a bit, I was getting a bit whatever at the end because I was a bit tired. So, um, yeah. How so you I get good. I went Wicked. and had a little drive around on my own earlier which just felt like highly yeah illegal. it feels naughty doesn't it First it feels like someone's going to say excuse me home yeah it's like i know i changed the insurance i've um you know done, <laughs> taken the l plates off but you know it still feels wrong but I was, yeah but i was prop i've been prop still been proper nervous for like the last week chest pains and everything like the last couple of nights but do you know what kept me going this morning go on I just played the nightclub thing on loop. <laughs> oh, the dancers! You absolutely on loop. Just, just like chilled me right out. But I had, literally had to play it on loop for two hours before I went out. Oh, there we go. Was it? Was it today your test? Yes. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
Oh, I'm so thrilled for you. I'm so thrilled. That's Look so at that great. actual joy. And thank you so much for your gift that you sent us. Yes, you're very kind. You. But, you know, tomorrow you're going to wake up and go, oh, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't got anything. I haven't got to worry about that anymore. That's done. Yeah, I've just got to like, actually worry about driving places. Yeah, it gets, it, you get more and more used to it. It's yeah. it's, um... enjoy, the, enjoy the novelty for the first few drives of going, oh, there's, there's no one sat next to me. You'll be the safest yeah. driver that you're ever going to be right now. Yes, yeah. I'm afraid of speed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, won't okay. I accidentally tried to get out of the driveway in the wrong gear earlier, as in forward rather than reverse. But, you know, the... <laughs> Yeah, my car's doing a weird thing. So I've got one of those cars now where you you don't put keys. I don't know if yours, but you don't put keys in cars anymore. You press a button. Yeah, right? mine's a little bit. Mm. Okay, uh, so you, you, like you, so you press a button and then you press the clutch. That doesn't work anymore. Oh. So and I and I remember seeing ages ago. There's a cheat. It can mean that the battery's going in the key. So what you do is you get the fob and you touch the button, but don't press it. And then you press the brake, uh -huh. right? But then I, then I thought, I, I, that's a bit hard work for me. So now, and of course I've not changed the battery. So now I just get in my car and I press the brake without doing anything. And it starts. Because it knows the keys in the car. Yeah. Okay. So it just starts. I'm having the time of my life. On some keys you can actually, you know, it looks like it's just a button thing, but you can pull a key out. There's there no, is a secret keyhole. That's to open the door that's not to start oh, the right. key that's okay. not to start the car i was so surprised when i found that that, that there's a key in there yeah. um but yeah uh so that's my story is um no, I my car's really old it has a key um i have an mp3 cd player nice. i have no phone connectivity at all um i can't think what that bit yeah it's when i bought like, this car i bought a slightly bigger newer car than i've ever had because I, I i bought it after i'd had that horrible horrible car crash yeah you wanted to feel safe so i wanted it? to feel safe and i didn't really have kind of much choice and you know I, and i needed to get a car that day and it was bigger and it was it was more expensive but you know that that, that crash kind of changed my my perspective and everything but i did say to the guy in the shop is there any chance of putting a tape player in there he went what <laughs> it's a cassette don't worry about it. It's fine as it is because it's just a blank face. We went in Halfords the other day because I needed to get a light changed, which was brilliant. They sorted that out, no problem. But while we were in the queue, uh, Little one was next to me. She went, what are all they for? What are all those things for? And it, there were uh, radios, car oh, radios. Yeah. There was a whole. I said, well, because some cars don't come with radios in. She looked at me like I was no, I think mad. I they do. I think it's if you want to well, upgrade, upgrade it. Yeah, so mm. you want to up, uh, upgrade it. Nina says, I wasn't going to tell Kate when she mentioned the test the other day, but I passed first time the day before my 50th, having told no one I was taking yeah. it. <laughs> I then told everyone I'd passed and I haven't driven again since. Style. I didn't tell anyone when I was going to take my bike test. The various times that I was going to take my bike test, just because I didn't need any extra pressure, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I no, only I, told you. I only had two, only two people knew I was taking it. My instructor and my other half. So I wanted to drive around and surprise my parents. But while I was on my way back from my test, I was like, oh, I can't go and surprise them. My mum's just gone the other way. Oh, um, she's just literally driven to where I'd taken my test from. So um, I went and surprised my brother, surprised a few friends. Oh, brilliant. And went to the supermarket, you know, just did boring things. And 
Yeah, but it's yeah. not boring because you get a rush every time when you're a new driver. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like coming out of the supermarket car park going, please don't anyone drive behind me. It's like got blind spots and, you know, it's just dark <laughs> and everything in there. It's like, oh, I don't yeah. want to run anywhere over now. Oh, you wait. It'll become second nature so quickly. But um, like I say, you're the safest you're ever going to be because you're so vigilant at the moment. Hopefully. Well, well done, Kate. I'm uh, really, really thrilled. That's such That's good so news. Good. Thank you for sharing that with us. See good. Bye-bye. Um, oh. Bye-bye. That's um, brilliant. That is great news. Um, so new to this is right. All cars should have CD players. New ones not doing so is disgusting. You, you struggle to find a CD player. Yeah, I haven't got one. And then game, gamey Mr. Dan, as if Nina's 50. Oh, <laughs> damn. Mother. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello. Hello. Hello, who's that? Hello? Hello? Goodbye. Okay, we'll, we'll try and call them. They've left a message. Um, no, let's call them because that's from the other day. Hmm. Gif Gaff's voicemail. The, the person- old bottler. I believe it is the old bottler. Um, and we missed... We missed this call. I love it when people just ring up to see if we'll answer. Yeah, there's a, that's kind of why I've changed the phraseology of the titles. They're all just, call me now, call us, come on out stream. Gaming Mr. Dan says, well, that was taken the wrong way. I'm a, I'm a girl. Hello. Still smooth. Hello, caller. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Yes, can you hear us? Uh, not really, no. It's kind of breaking up. Okay, well, that's your end, not ours. How can we help you? Okay. Well, I think he's going to have to help himself to a new phone. We said the word smooth, didn't we? And then yeah, this happens. Don't. Of course this happens. Hello, Paul. Maybe they can't oh. hear us. Did you press something? No, we're coming through the right microphone this time. Microphone. Oh no, it's not. 
Jesus. Oh, Ian. Oh, I don't know why it's doing that. It's obviously not saving itself, mm. so I need to check that. So that's not my fault. Right, let's try these guys again. Let's try these guys again. <laughs> let's try these again. Thank you, Mollington. Thanks, Welcome Mollington. to Gift Gaff's voicemail. Uh, the person right. you're calling. Oh, that's oh they're ringing. Hello. Can you hear us now? Hello. Is that, you? That, that was our fault, not your fault. We pressed the wrong button. It was Skype's fault. God damn it! Yes, this is Ian and Catherine. How can we help you? Hello, mate. Um, you was just talking about me. I was the I was the fellow that said you kept me sane when oh. you was on LBC. Hey, nice one, man. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I just wanted to ring you and thank you personally. You're very welcome. Yeah, it's, it's great to great to see you again on on, on Twitch. Now it's, it's brilliant that, that you're back. I haven't seen you for so many years. Well, you could have googled me. I've been I've been around. I've been alive. I, I've been I working. Have been googling you, yes. I'll google you in a minute. How are you doing? How is you? You're saying you? I mean, well, LBC. When was that? Like 15 years ago, maybe. And you were homeless then. Do you know what, Ian? I'm I'm actually re-listening to them all. I'm on oh. the I'm on the twentieth of February, two thousand and seven. I know that one. I just I just got a Renault Clio, hadn't I? That's right. It is. Yep. Chris Chris is um Chris has just left. He's on. It's, it's, it's his birthday. He's having a day off. Idiot. Yeah, well, that was it. He was a kid, so he would take. He would, like kids take their days off. Yeah, but it turns out he was younger right. than you thought he was, so yeah. he deserved to take his day off. In fact, took, he should have been at school. Took his day off. <laughs> Because uh, it was his birthday. What a knobber. That's right. And that's what you were saying at the time. Yeah. Absolute belchies. <laughs> that guy needs some slaps. Um, well, was that the Cleo that had the faulty... Um... That was like that Cleo. Well, I don't want... Do you want spoilers? No, well, I, I, I've actually listened to this like 14 years ago, but okay. I'm going well, to... Okay, because I'm going to be on Watchdog soon as that car becomes a potential death trap and Nicky Campbell comes to my house. <laughs> yeah, no. It's true. We've already had a bloke ring up saying about the bonnet. Like yeah, yeah, but it getting, happened to I'm me as I was driving back through Highgate one night to Muswell Hill. The bonnet, um, and Nicky Campbell came to my house. Nicky Campbell, yeah, cause for Watchdog. Watch, honestly, it's not a joke. Watchdog came and filmed me at my house. Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I think I've seen this on YouTube. Could well be. You get interviewed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this. Yeah, well but the thing is, it wasn't the car in the end, was it? No, it was the car. Oh, I thought you said that it was some, something you'd done. No, 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 no. That that was a, that was the design fault on the Clio because they've been running a campaign about it. Um, so that's why. Um, and also, I'd gone in to watch Watchdog being filmed because I was a big fan of it, and my wife worked at the BBC. Yeah, there we go. That's right. Um, Ian Lee complaining. My God, do I need to see this on camera? <laughs> you're gonna see it. You're gonna see it. You're gonna see my old street, my old flat. Um, we'll play it in Even a second. Right. We've now oh, hang. here we go. Um, well, there you go. Yes, I. Um, well, good. And, and th how is life working out for you? Oh, it's absolutely perfect now, mate. Absolutely perfect. Beautiful. What was, was there one? Was was there a thing that you could look back and go, I "Oh, that's could, that's um, when it turned round." Um. Uh. Yeah, it probably was when I I, I reunited with my sister and we oh. became friends. I went back and stayed with her. I got I got work and. 
well, just my life just changed after that. Nice you know? one, man. Oh, that's so good. Well, thank you for but, telling me. That that really makes me um, feel old, if I'm honest. I just, I just want to say that you really did help me out at that time. You know, when I used to listen back to Ling Chow, listening about Tobias Pocket and such things. You know? The guy that invented yeah, Pockets in 1968. <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you look at any pictures, people go, Pockets have been around for years. I go, right, look at a picture of the Beatles before 1968. What do you see? No Pockets. Invented in 68. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's such fun. Listening nice one, man. Well, listen, we're going to watch that clip of me on Watchdog. So thank you for reminding me of it. Oh, thanks. Thanks, mate. Take care. Great. Lots of love Thank to your you sister. Too. Have a great Christmas. Thank you. Um, right, so let's have a little look. So this is me on Watchdog. I look good here. I look hot. I looked hot at this period in my life, so just steal yourselves. 1,200 of those customers who disagree. When, what year is this? Oh, I don't know. There I am. There I am. I might have, like, boot cuts on. Yeah. Like that crappy car. Now, where this car's parked, there's a driveway there. I don't live on this side. I live on the other side. That's very common. There's a driveway, and then you could park here. Now, once I had my car, I had a nicer car parked here, right? And um, uh, I looked out the window one day, and the police were clear. A car had smashed into my car, written it off. And the police were clearing up the mess and going. And I went, thinking, what? And I leaned out the window and went, oh, it's my car. The cop said, come down, mate. So I went down. And basically, a drunk driver had smashed into it. Right. Um, and written it off. And they didn't know who it belonged to. They couldn't find it. Anyway. It's like, oh, Jesus. This is partly why my um, insurance is so high. Mm -hmm. right? So got it sorted out. It wasn't that car. It might have been that car. So got it sorted out and they gave me a hire car. It was a write-off, right? So then the hire car is parked in the same spot. May have happened the other way around. I can't remember. Big storm. I looked out. The roof of this block of flats had blown off, landed straight on the car. Bloody hell. The roof. And, and I just... And it may have been the other way around. It may have been the roof first and then the car. I don't... I, don't, I can't quite remember. And I, I looked at it and just went... Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, my God. This is... I was with my, my wife. I was with my wife then. I don't know if we were married. I went... I was really calm. I just went, you're not going to fucking look. She says, well, it's not your car. So, yeah. Same spot. Completely different thing. And... The then the insurance start company started getting arsy about it. it was, uh, this was what? Are they suggesting that you... What? That you drove your car into the roof? Because they couldn't work out I had to do all the legwork because they were going to cancel my insurance they weren't going to insure me they, in the end they did say at the end of my insurance we think it's better they didn't refuse me insurance but they did say we think it's better you go and find uh, another insurance company because we, uh, I, I, I had to do all the legwork because they wanted me to pay for it they wanted me to uh, and I said well I'm not I'm or just for bad it. luck. I said, I'm not paying for it. Mm. Uh, and I had to find out who owned the flats. I had to find out the insurance, the, the, the landlord, the freeholder, the insurance policy. And six, seven, eight years after that incident, I was still getting emails from the insurance company saying, we still need some more information on this. And the last one I, I got, I said, I'm out. I've, I've nothing to do with me anymore. I've given you everything I can. Please leave me Plus alone. Plus, they weren't enjoying you anymore. Fucking Awesome. Terrible. Anyway, let we continue. Among the latest TV and radio presenter, Ian Lee. Yes, man. That's right. This guy, Nicky I've seen Campbell. That, I've seen that pose before. 
That's like, whoa. That's the, uh, I'll just check this out. I know exactly what I'm looking at. Doesn't know what he's looking Nicky at. Nicky Campbell's on the other side of that bonnet. Neither man in period into this bonnet know what they're looking at. He was driving his Clio home from work. Right. Now, which one's mine? It's, it's that one. That was it, 68B Colney Hatch Lane. There's a balcony there. That's the balcony where me you and my wife UFO. saw the UFO. Not even a joke. Nicest place I've ever lived in. Bought it for £313,000. First place I'd ever bought. Uh, we kept going back. Been on the market Is for six months. Is that the one you put an attic, uh, attic bedroom in? There was one in there already. No, that was the next house. So bought it, £313,000. I'd never bought a house in my life. Mm -hmm. And I had been promised that I was going to host... Um, Liquid News on BBC Choice. They said, your job's yours. So I thought, all right, I'll buy a house. I still had to borrow five grand off my mum. And we went and we were taken around. It was me and Tessa at the time who bought it. And uh, we were taken around by this really sexy looking lady in tank dress. And once we'd said we wanted it, never saw her again. Instead, we saw a man called Felix. First name Felix, last name Felix. And he had no middle fingers. I know... So I so I'd went and seen this place with Tessa and we really liked it. And so I went back to see it again on my own with this young woman. And I said, <laughs> We really like it. We want to buy it. I don't know what I do now. Oh God. I said, Do I make you an offer? She said, Well, you can, but we think £313,000 is a fair price. I went, okay, pay that. I didn't know. It'd been on the market for six months. No one was interested. Sold it. Several years later, not that many years, 10, let's say 10 years later, to the people below us, because mm -hmm. they'd, they'd made the mistake of saying, if you ever sell your, your flat, we'd love it, because we'd love to convert this into a house. Well, okay, bought the freehold as well for two, three grand. Bought the freehold, two and a half grand, and then extended the freehold down, leasehold downstairs for 10 grand. Pro profit. Um, and so, okay, all right, all right. So I bought it for three thirteen, and the estate agent came. We said we wanted to sell it. Estate agent came around and said, "We can get about four. So ten years later, seventy-five, eighty grand. It's a lot of money. So we then went downstairs and said, "Yeah, we are going to sell it. We've had an estate agent come around, and they reckon uh, four seven five, and we're pretty sure we're going to get at that price." And they said, how about 465 if we don't do it through an estate agent? Went, yeah, sure, absolutely fine, not a problem at all. Boom. London prices. London prices. London prices. We continue. One night, a few weeks ago. Suddenly, an almighty crack. The hey, look at this guy. Who's this child? That's my front door. That's oh. my front door. That's the balcony there where we saw a UFO. Sideburns. Loving Flush it. against the windscreen. I did say, and we had to do a retake. I just said it's a potential death trap, and he said we can't say that phrase on here anymore. It's just too limp-faltered. And it was just terrifying. So you went to Renault about this, yeah? Yeah. They said. They said, "How fast were you driving? When did you last close the bonnet?" And then said, "Well, yeah, that's your fault." What? So the idea was you could drive so fast it would blow your bonnet up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I may that might be. It. I might not have shut the bonnet properly. Yeah, you told me that. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Oops. I look good there, though. I look good, young. Look, not not one grey hair. A little bit of grey in the Sydneys. Not one grey hair. Your fault for bad maintenance, for not looking after it. And there's nothing we can do. The bonnet flies open. So what about the knock-on effect for your insurance claim? Well, 
I took, took this into Renault to get a quote for a new bonnet. The bonnet's got to be replaced, 800 quid. So I'm doing it through the insurance, which means £250 excess, uh, loss of no claims bonus, and the premium's going to go up. So it's... So, yeah. you know what I mean, Nick? <laughs> That's your uh, sincere geezer. He's man chat, Joe. You know what I mean, Nick? I like Nick. I like, you know he's, um, he's a musician? Yeah. Banjo, like, it? No, no, he does like big band. Oh, I thought he was folk. Big friend, band. A big friend with uh, Kate Robbins. Maybe. Does big, Second mention of Kate Robbins tonight. Big band music. He's done an album under a pseudonym. Okay. Wow. I like I like him though. It's, it's costing me money. And that is making me even angrier because Renault know this happens. It's making me even angrier. <laughs> <laughs> will take no responsibility for this at all. Oh, did you see him? He's having to think. Look at that. Hmm. They will take no responsibility at the, for this at all. What are you going to do, Nicky? Hmm. We'll see about that. But Ian is among scores of Clio owners. Ah, what are you doing? That. What are you doing? There's a cameraman sitting in your car peeping through the slat. Yes, ma'am. They didn't get that letter. And they, they told me on the phone they've, they've sent it to me. They've sent me a letter saying they've sent me the letter. Uh, and I didn't get it. That's not good enough, is it? Sending a letter saying, oh... You should, your, your bonnet might be a little bit funny. Take it in and get it done. Surely that's not good enough. I oh, I love how you're throwing it to him. <sighs> that is how you Even do it. That is how you do it, guys. Nick. You're my only hope. That is how you do it, Help guys. Me, Nick. You're my only hope. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. That's how you Gosh. live La Vida Loca. Um, Did you get it sorted? Or what? No, I think it was sorted by that point. All right. I think it was sorted by that point. It's the cheapest car. I went to Car Giant. And I was I was a bit skint at that point. I was going to car giant. And I, I hated buying cars. I, the previous I don't I don't remember what the previous car. You're was. still not that brilliant, are you? When it comes to cars. No. Um, I, no. I love that one. I love that one. And I just went. Can I have the I have the cheapest car you got, please? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> oh. The olden days. Uh, now we missed some calls. Big boy, I'd like to add you on Skype. What could possibly go wrong? Big boy says, we'll call in a bit, just having a bit of nosh. No, we'll call you now, mate. Call you now, buds. Big Z. Big boy. Where's big boy? Is he real? Of course he's not. It is big boy. It certainly is. What? I recognise, I recognise that sofa. Hello, big boy. Where have you been? I, I, I can't get in because you've locked the cat flat. No, I've locked it. No, it's open. I've locked it so that the kids can't get out. But you can come in. Any, I always leave it open so you can come in. I miss you. Can you get one of the other pussies to go and check it? Because I couldn't fit through it last night. Joe, uh, Lucky, can you check the cat flap for me? Big boy wants to come in. She doesn't like him. I'm not there at the minute. I'm out, but I'll be back later. All right. Well, what time are you coming back? Oh, I don't know. Half four? As long as you don't bring any... I had another dead mouse uh, down here earlier on, so just don't bring any dead animals and I'll, you'll get yeah. a good breakfast. It weren't me. I've got mine from the kebab shop round the bins round the back. All right. <laughs> sounds like Joe, you sound like Joe Pasquale. No, I'm not Joe Pasquale. You should bloody know that. Okay, well, you sound like Joe Pasquale. Oh, 
no, 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 no. I'm... And I know Jeff Pasquale loves the corduroy sofas. Also, don't you sound old for 18 months? Yeah. Cat's yeah, age quickly. Yeah, but you know why, don't you? Because you cut my bits off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big boy. Well, um, listen, you can come in any time you want. Okay, listen, can I just ask Catherine a question? Yes. yes. If Catherine, if he are, keeps knocking that cat crap, can I come and live with you, please? Yeah, of course you can, big boy, any time. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, Biggers. <laughs> Goodbye. Isn't that funny? I miss that guy. I didn't think he'd be quite that common, though. Isn't that funny? <laughs> big boy. That's not how I spell it, but we've always been spelling it B-O- wrong. B-O-I is the correct spelling of Biggers. I'm in bed. What do you want? You just called you us a minute us. ago. I was trying to help you because you were struggling getting calls up. So I was, we're, I'm, not I'm that, we're not that desperate. Show. We're not that desperate. God, I hope you. you've got clothes Ooh. on, Gatford. Not that desperate. I don't know what might do that there. Okay. Donuts. Donuts. Good, that one. Hello? 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 Hello. Oh, where are you in the toilet? How's it going? There he is. Hang on a minute. It's falling right, down the well. You, but, um, I'm just going to. Um, <laughs> um, can you hear me now? Yes, yeah, yeah, clear as crystal. If crystal oh, was on right, the phone. Yeah. Um, before I go on, can I just say that clip in? With you on the, was it Watchdog? Yeah. Right. Um, you were superb as the classic Mr. Angry. About his car. I knew the role, they, I knew the role. I, I used to love Watchdog. I can't watch it now for yeah. personal reasons. I used yeah. to love Watchdog, my favourite, favourite show. And when my wife said, I, I, I know Nicky Campbell, I can take us in one day to watch it being filmed. <gasps> oh, yes. Oh, yes, please. And that's where the conversation about the Renault Clio took place. But yeah, but thank you, Alistair. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, um, you didn't have to make much effort. I mean, I think that role came naturally. Um, well, angry Mona, you know, yeah. Sure. Angry Mona. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I just want to clarify something about... The Christmas period, you're working over the Christmas period, please, yes. Catherine and Ian. Mm, go on, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't quite we now, don't quite know, but go on. Right, so tomorrow is two o'clock, isn't it? It's not night time tomorrow. Correct. It's daytime. And and um the the you've not mentioned the pantomime, there isn't gonna be a pantomime. We kind of forgot about it. We did we? forget about it. How about we um we how about Friday? We fit that in with Judge Boyle. Ah, I'm okay. Yes. We could fit that in. I, I wasn't clear whether you're working Friday, because I know that you're taking all of the... Doing Friday, we can fit that in. Yeah, we were going to dress yeah. up Friday, though, weren't we? Yeah, we can... Well, what, but why would that stop us doing the panto? Surely that's the Might perfect... confuse him with characters I've already got. I mean... These guys have got... The, the imaginations are goldfish. They don't even know whether we're human beings. Who gives right. a shit what all they right. think? All right. It is happening. Yeah, the other thing about I'm the goldfish because I can't remember one thing to the next. Hello, caller. Um, You're three to Ian and Catherine. What can we do for you? Who are you? Exactly. Uh, who did I call? 
I have got uh, a problem. Is anyway. amnesia is amnesia real? Yes. Like the am, you have not let me finish. The amnesia where you wake up and go, who am I? Where am I? Yeah. Is that real? Mm. Prove it. Show, show me. Shall I Google, oh, yes. Google it? Yeah. Um, I had a client who. We um, are live, James P. Two 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 eight. Go on. Um, yeah, I had a client. Who's it? Who is it? What's going on? Who yeah. Presented with to the team with complete amnesia to the point where he was claiming he didn't know who his wife was. Not. Uh, but Jeff says it's real. I've seen the rice pudding tins. Amnesia, not ambrosia. Sorry, Carrie. Mystery patient in Manhattan hospital. Faked. Hang on. All of these are faked. They do it because they're paedophiles or bank robbers. Oh, or divorced, yeah. Yeah, getting divorced, that's it. I don't want to get divorced. He's from uh, been in hospital for six weeks and can only remember, this is last year, He says his first name. Well, so, so, okay, so that's not what I was talking about. Cops begging for help, identifying the man known only as John after he was admitted to the Bellevue Hospital in October with a broken leg. Okay, well, he's got dementia. That's the NYPD different. officials released a photo of him on Tuesday in the hope that somebody will recognise him. The man claimed he was born in Manhattan but didn't provide any more information. Well, then there you go, this guy knows stuff. Claims. So, okay, next next case that proves actually the point that you've made, because that doesn't. Let me find you another. Dismissed. Be another Please one. carry on. Al uh, Harold Bishop doesn't count, Sharples. Please carry on, Alistair. Yeah, so um, over a number of appointments, and yes. including a clinic appointment, he was absolutely uh, stuck with the story. Didn't know who his wife was. Um, Please get me a new place to live because, you know, I'm getting really yeah. frustrated with living with this woman who I don't know. I think they'd been married supposedly about 10 years. Um, it was very, very odd. Um, and there was some, shall I say, cynicism yes. amongst the team about whether or not this guy was actually yep. fake news or not. I don't know? believe it, yeah. Um, a man who woke yeah. up on a park bench unable to remember anything about himself has been go. reunited with his family, hospital staff say. Okay. Nurses at Birmingham City's hospital dubbed the man Steve, but it's since been discovered that his real name is Robert. He said he woke up on New Year's Day, found his way to a police station and was then taken to the hospital. Uh, a spokeswoman from the hospital said that he was fit and well. He's thought to be in his late well, 40s, it, early 50s. And has fit, a... that guy with the amnesia in uh, room 72. He's so fit. And what, what well... if I wonder if he remembers this. Oh. oh, no, come on. And has a West Midlands accent. Robert had said he vaguely remembered having a sister. There we go. Stop. Next one, please. And had recognised the Wolverhampton Wanderers badge on television. Right, OK. So, again... I'll ask the question again, and maybe you can find a story that backs up your well, claim. That... Does anybody actually ever have what we would call pure am amnesia? All right, here we go. Here's another one. Let's... No, I don't... Here we go. He doesn't look well. It looks like Peter Cook after he died. Thanks to tips from the public, Physicians Thursday were able to identify a Scripps Mercy Hospital patient who was unable to tell them his name. Tick. The retirement age man was brought to Hillcrest Medical Centre September 20th from the North Park area, according to San Diego Police. They circulated a photo of the patient in hopes that someone would recognise him. Police did not release the man's name. Right. Read the story where it goes, he had dementia. They're in. That's it. Right. Who's dementia? How do you know? 
They, you've been can just... we let Alistair finish his story so I can phone back Paul? I'm finding evidence. I'm finding ev of amnesia. You're not, though. You're finding sensationalist <laughs> headlines and clickbait. You are right, Alistair. Is that a cough there? You haven't got... Yeah. You haven't got any... No, I'm fine. I've actually had amnesia because um, I suffer from epilepsy, which is now thankfully controlled. But I did have a fit once. Um where I actually fell down some stairs backwards, oh God. which was a bit dodgy. But when I woke up, I couldn't remember why or how I was there at that moment, and I was wearing women's women's trousers. Oh. Yeah. So. What kind of trousers are we talking? Up. Well, but you know, like. Um, just Slacks. Kind of uh, elasticated. Um, yeah. Trousers, Action slacks. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so you know, sorry everybody. <laughs> well, you had trousers on. Could have been. Could have been a little bit worse. <laughs> no, it was what happened. I've been at a party the night before, and it was a housewarming party, and I'd spilt um, some hot butter on my trousers. Hot butter. Um, so I had to get. I said to the the girl that was in the party and. Yeah, we were moving the house together. Look, uh, oh, yes, we, we took the trousers off to actually soak them so I could get the stain out. Come. And then I woke up in the morning, realised I didn't have any epilepsy medication. I said, look, I need to get to the epilepsy medication. She lent me the trousers, but I didn't get to the medication on time. Hence, woke up with women's trousers on. Oh, gosh. The indignity of it, Alistair. I bet you I've look gorgeous. I've over it. Said, <laughs> Think about it. You're a pervert. Okay. Let me right. get over that. Well. Anyway, you know. Oh, he's over it. <laughs> oh, is it quiz tomorrow or not? Still, yes. Or quiz tomorrow, and then on the quiz on the New Year's Eve, we're going to be challenging the quiz makers. Mm. And we. So tomorrow it's six all. So tomorrow is the decider, and then on yeah. uh, the New Year's Eve, we are going to be challenging the quizzers. And anybody who wants to phone in, Catherine and I will have challenges. I've got a couple already. I'm going to fill my fridge for Gatford, and I know I know what I'm going to put in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so that it looks like. Oh my god. Um, and um, and it'll be a bit of fun, but Catherine and I will be betting. So we'll, we'll for example, we'll, the fridge game for Gatford. I will be. I'll say. Oh, I bet he, he gets three, and Kath will bet. I bet he gets five, or whatever. Uh -huh. And then maybe in some games, we'll, it'll be like you versus Alistair or me versus Lisa Maria, something like that. So that's. But the, tomorrow it is the quiz. Thank you sent the questions. All right, enjoy the rest of the show. Ta Thank you, Alistair. It's not. Bye. Up, it's not up to. Uh, um, us to, to enjoy the show. It's up for you. Thanks for not letting slipping out who it was. Who? What did I say? Oh, I know, I know. When? Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. It, it wasn't that he was keeping a secret. He didn't know. <laughs> oh, shh, 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 I didn't know. I didn't know. Anyway. Uh, we, missed, we missed a call from this gentleman. And now that the microphone... We had terrible trouble. The, the, the audio... So the microphone for Skype wasn't set to this. It was set to like the the speak. Get this, get this, Paul. The audio for the Skype calls of us speaking wasn't set for these microphones. Was it the webcam? It was set for the webcam, Ooh. right? So the other day, 
I, I turned off our microphones while we're taking a Skype call and said something about the caller that was meant to be private, and they heard it. Hello, Paul, are you there? I'm here, yes. Oh, there I am. Jesus Christ. Right there, there I am. Yes. Uh, festive Paul. Hello. That's a lovely treat. I, I, I bet you didn't hear that story I just told. Um, something about a microphone and saying when it was not on when it should have been on. He heard it. We didn't. He, he said the exact opposite. Meh. It's so, and it wasn't on when it should have been on. Well, that's not, that's the opposite. It was on when it should. Anyway. Anyway. Paul, it's so lovely to see you, my darling. You. The Paul of all Pauls. Welcome, sir. Welcome, Silla. Welcome, sir. Welcome. Yes. What's going on, man? Ah, uh, what's going on? I'm. Almost on holiday. Hooray. Yeah. It's been a, a weird little corner of my life, actually. The past few weeks have been very busy and strange, but, yeah. How much are you... Because uh, I... Paul and I occasionally WhatsApp each other. Um, and, and I'm not going to say anything. But you said something in your WhatsApp. You revealed a part of yourself. Oh. That I was unaware of. And um, I just, you know, wonder how, if everything's all right. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. more or less. Oh, okay. yeah, uh, yes, I, I am. Ah, yes. yes. Um, hmm. Paul Ongoing. Was being, Paul was being charged with murder of um, 15 people when he, when he stole a bus. <laughs> and uh, he was hoping to get a judgment, but it's, they brought out more evidence, video footage of it. Yeah. <sighs> Stole a bus, mate, and crashed it. Think I'm going away. Yeah, well, we see. You got, you got, you got to be careful when you do these things. You got to be careful yeah. when you do these things. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. You know, fingers crossed. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Um, Sue and I, we are, we are, um, we got pinged by the NHS app last week. Oh. So we're self-isolating. Is yeah. Strange business. I had to go, I didn't have to, I chose to go and get um, a COVID test today mm. because it's almost definite that my kids have got it because everyone in their classroom is getting it and a couple of the teachers have been off ill. So I thought I'd go and get the Boots test. Now, I thought, I didn't realise that I think Boots do two tests, one that's like 12 minutes and one that's like 48 hours, right? So I paid the £120, right, that it was, and... I went and got the test today, and they said, oh, you'll get the results in 48 hours. I'm thinking, what have I paid for? I could have just got the NHS one, which my kids did, and they've, they've, well, they've not got the results back, but they think. Anyway, so you had to go online, and you type in your postcode, and it lists the boots nearest to you that do it. Mm -hmm. And the, the nearest ones were all about 20-odd miles away. And Maidenhead, you can't get one till January the 7th. Reading, you can't get one till December the 31st. You know, and the next, the, the closest one I could get was 45 minutes away, Heathrow, Terminal 5, boots in Terminal 5. So I went to Terminal 5. It's 120 quid. It is a bit of a ripoff. So I went there and I said, I'm here for the COVID test. I said, okay, uh, can we see your passport? I said, I haven't brought it. And she said, well, what country are you going to? I said, I'm not going ab abroad. And she said, why are you having a COVID test here? I said, because I just, I'm not going anywhere, right? And so she said, okay, well, we can't do it without a passport. And I'm doing that. Well, it doesn't, I didn't, never got told I needed a passport. I looked at the email and it said, don't forget to bring your passport. Got told. 
So she said, right, because the shop was getting busy. Right, if you're going to stand outside the shop, we'll sort it. We'll, we'll come, someone will come and sort it out. I'm thinking, oh man. So then another woman came and she said, we can't do it without the passport. She, everyone was very polite, and I realised I'd I was prepared. You know, thinking, oh, this isn't going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I did, and I'm wearing the mask, and I did something, Paul, that I I I, I, I did not want to do, and I went, right, look, I, I don't normally do this, but do you ever watch I'm a Celebrity get me out of here? Because I stole the strawberries with Amir Khan. And she went, oh, uh, yeah, I know it. So you're a celebrity. And I went, yeah, I am. Oi, <laughs> mate. And so she went, and I was, oh, I had my phone and I was prepared to Google me and go on YouTube, right? And um, uh, so she said, I'll go and get the, I was either the manager or the head pharmacist. And he came out, VIP treatment. Sir, it's lovely to see you, sir. Do you have a you do, by by this point? I'd found a, an email that I'd sent ages ago to my accountant with my passport in, and I said, "Look, I've got a photo of my passport. Does that count?" And and he went, "Sir, of course." So then I went in and met this lovely young woman called Kelly, who was taking doing the COVIDs, and she said, "Oh, so you're you're a celebrity?" And I went, "Well." And the thing is, I'm in there now, and I've got, I've got, I can't go. No, no, no. no. I said, well, I've been. You, you, so you, you were you in the jungle or the castle? I said I was, I was in the jungle. Ah, who was in? Always who was in it with you? And you rattle through it, and until you say uh, Boris Johnson's dad. Ah, yes, I know. And then she went. You are the nicest celebrity I've ever met. I met that Tom Hardy. He was very rude. Oh. I met Rihanna. Beautiful. Very, very rude. And then I saw that Jason Statham running to catch a plane. And I asked him for his autograph. And he said, no, I can't. I'm in a rush. And I thought, how rude. What a rude man. And you are the most politest celebrity I've ever met. Wow, it's because I want you to do something for me. I want you to shove something down my throat. <laughs> yeah. So, Fancy uh, be, being rude trying to catch your plane. Outrageous <laughs> behaviour from the straight. You think he is? From Nicholas Boye. He might have been off to save a plane. That's a fair point. It could be. Mark. Could be. Could be. Ian is better than Rihanna. Yep, yep, yep. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. She didn't ask for my autograph, but she did then give me one of those cards saying, could you go in and, and do an online review of me? And I said, you know what? I'm going to sit out there and I'm going to do it. And do you know what I did, Catherine? I ripped it up and put it in the bin. No, I no, I went and sat down and did it because she'd so, been so nice. So she was awful. I wrote a glowing report so for her. Prurient questions. And I wrote a glowing. Slating your fellow celebs. I wrote a glowing report and mentioned her by name and said that she was excellent and I hope that she had a, ha a Merry Christmas. Uh, Paul, how can we help you? Yes. Well, it was a hey, hello, really. Nothing, nothing specific at all. Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. I'm loving. Oh, I think something, something, something juicy comes. It's um, yeah, <laughs> and I mean that without without any end you, end you, or endo. You can't. Oh look, he's taking over our screen. You can't say something juicy comes without innuendo <laughs> because we're all thinking of a penis. Actually, I'm thinking of. Okay, we'll have some more African of that. adventures oh. with Lynn Perry. Here we go. <laughs> Honestly, she said it's the sun that drives a barmy. <laughs> well, thank you, Paul. It's nice to talk to you. I'm going to cut you off now. All right, then. <laughs> we missed a call. Let's take this call and then we'll, we'll have a little bit more. Um, bit Perry. more romance. Yeah. 
She's Matthew Perry's aunt, isn't she? Can you move forward? Sorry, because that's pulling on here and cutting oh, me out. Oh, sorry. I was, I was holding on the wrong bit. No, oh, careful. Well. Who's this? No, didn't no, fancy. Oh, it's invalid. Okay, well, I'm not, I can't be bothered. Okie doke. I cannot be bothered to chase that. Okay, so what is going on? Uh, Lance says, I saw Jason Stratham filming in Covent Garden and he winked at my friend. Geezer, the guy's a geezer. The guy's a geezer. You know, it was winky. That wink meant. Spamlot says, must be invisible. Spamlot says, thought, maybe it must be invisible. I thought it was worth a punt. Sorry to bother you. Great show, by the way. I don't know what, to what you refer. I know not to what you refer. Phone us up if you want to get our attention because the chat, sometimes we miss bits. We miss, we miss loads. Ignoring. We miss loads of the chat. There's loads of the chat. Um, don't know why that, let's take this one. Andy Ping Stratham snubbed me at a hotel in Scotland, said he'd been getting phone calls from Dodge Pots. If you've ever been um, snubbed by Straith, uh, 0203 286 637, give us a call and uh, let us know exactly what's happened Who's with this? that piece of trash. This is the Emperor from Star Wars, isn't it? Or Russell Brand. <laughs> How are you doing? Oh, it's ridiculous. Oh, it's anonymous team. <laughs> hey. Jeez. What's that picture yeah. behind you? Because I couldn't stop looking at it last time. It's you... bloody awful. That's what, what it is. Is, it? is got... it a poster? I can't see you, actually. I don't know why. Because I haven't clicked. Because oh, we're anonymous. I'll click the no. button then. Jeez. Not fair. Oh, right. Yeah, great. Excellent. What is it? Is it a film poster or something? No, this is a painting. The Four Horsemen, I've had since I was... Uh, not a painting. It's a poster. I've had... Since I was in my teens, that's the Four Horsemen by Mr. Boris Vallejo, who was married to a poet called Doris. Boris and Doris, oh, how lovely. Have you have you got a partner who's got a similar sounding name to yours? Call us now, 0203 286 I've just sent you an email. Oh. And it may have gone into your junk mail because it's got a link on it. And the link is to a Wii transfer, so you can okay. download something. I'm downloading well, it now. Is, this would be dangerous if we didn't trust you, Anonymous Tim, but thankfully we, we know exactly who you are, Anonymous Tim. Exactly. Um, what it is, I'll explain, is that I was listening to you yesterday and mm. uh, I was in total agreement with something you were talking about, which was the YouTubers who cut every little pause and oh. her and um out of their... Whatever they do it's online. The weirdest, it's the weirdest thing, isn't it? But I think it might be the way forward. It's a, it's, I love it. It's very um, freeing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you do that to me live. That, <laughs> except for the fact that it takes ages to do it. I used to do a, a podcast until I gave up. And uh, and I, I would get very uh, particular about cutting out all the ers and ums because I didn't like to come across as unprofessional. But. Um, yeah, you can go over the top with it. And I think that's what people are doing. It used to be like a stylistic choice, but I think now people are just taking out the ers and ums and every time they mess up what they're trying to say. So what I've done is tonight, I waited for you to get to your uh, adverts, the ones yeah. that you speak, uh, the Abbey, uh, what's their names? Poseidon and all that. Yeah. And I recorded it and I've edited out all the spaces. Oh, oh should we play it now? 
Well, I was, you can play it whenever you want. I thought you might want to play it when you're when you're supposed to do your oh, we'll advert. Do whatever we want. We'll do it. We'll, all right, we're going to do it because we do it once an hour. We've done it this hour. We'll do it in four minutes, and that saves us doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. And, Thank you. Uh, Thanks, anonymous. Tim. Yeah, it took it took it from one minute forty seven to about one minute twelve. So Beautiful. that's how much time you save. Beautiful. Save. The thing is, I love pauses because it just means doing less. Mm. Like Steve <laughs> Allen repeats everything. I pause a lot. Do less. But yep. thanks for that, Anonymous Tim. We don't know who you are, but you are our hero. We'll play it a bit. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. He's masking up. <laughs> Thank you, Palace, for the um, uh, the, the. He doesn't like a sub. shaved Russell Brand. Um, so Spamalot says, my agent Sue is interested in advertising Spam. <laughs> You you promised us like a hundred subs, dude. If you want us, if you want to advertise, late night alternative at gmail.com. We um, and we might be able to find um, some room for you, but it's kind of full at the moment. Um, but what I don't like is just just you know banging on, banging on, and coming and just showing us the tip of your dick and going, "Do you want to suck it?" Oh my god! Do you god. want to suck it? And then we go, "All right, I'll suck it." You go, "Ah, you can't suck it." And that's what the vibe I'm getting from you. So either let me suck your dick or go away. Thank you, Azza, for the sub. Hello, caller. Hello. It's actually Thomas. Uh, Tom does the Mario games. It's the who, what, where? Tom that does the Mario games. Oh, hello, Tom. How you doing, mate? Not too bad. Um, just let you know, I sent you an email just to prepare the game for tomorrow. Okay, lovely. And just, you know, to give you, like, it's like it's busy for your input. And you should individually tell me where you want your pieces to be. So if you'd be kind, send me the locations. Oh my God. Um, can we say it out loud? Oh no, because then no, it no, needs no. to be secret. It's, All right. Yeah, you'll, All right. Yeah, you'll, you'll know it's, it's right. going to get an email. So. You're going to get an email. It's going to happen. All right. We're, we are on it, but we, we might forget. If we forget, we we then we'll make it work. We'll remember. We'll remember yeah, it. Yeah, you're you're a genius. You're point. like Bill Gates. No, which one? No, you're like Steve Jobs. No, you're like um, Dolly uh, Parton. Dolly Parton. No, you're like <laughs> Nolan Bushnell. There's one for the kids. Invented Atari. Oh, did he? Yeah, I like Nolan. Ah. All right. Nice. Anything else? Yeah. Um, we were talking about Henry Nankler earlier on. Yes. Have you seen the show called Barry? Reason. No, I haven't seen Barry. Is it any good? It's excellent. It's essentially about a assassin who wants to stop being an assassin. Okay. Uh, it's Bill Hader is plays him. Uh, Henry Nankler. or Henry Nankler, well, I like, like Bill a, Hader. Like mm. an acting, like an acting class teacher. Yeah. And then the guy from Office Space, he gets like locked in the wee room. There's like okay. He's in it as well. Okay. Is but is it funny? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, a comedy. it's a comedy. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. All right, nice one. Listen, thank you for that. I'm going to move Ooh. on. Spam a lot says, oh, the 100 or 1,000 subs was a wind-up in the past. Can I private message you? No. no I, t I tell you what you can do. You can go and get lost because you're getting on my nerves. There we go. We wasted a whole night on you. and um, I thought you got banned then. Why can't... Wait, I'm rejecting the friend request. Why can't I ban him? I, he's banned. Banned. He's banned. I get on my nerves. Yeah, I was. I wanted to do it that night, but there was a part of me that thought because he seemed so sincere. But we took up a whole show, man. You know, and it's it was very boring. weird. If you want to, if you want to advertise with us, um, I'm going to say no. It's I'm going to say no. I don't think it's going to work. It's for real people, so I'm going to say no. 
There we go. I'm going to say no. I don't like spam anyway. Uh, I don't mind it, but I, I don't like um, idiots that come in and try and... I don't, here's what we don't like. Asians. What? No, sorry. Sorry, that's what you don't like. Here's what we don't like as a team. It's people that come in and make the chat about them. Join in the chat. Have fun in the chat. I think we've made peace with the chat. Um, but uh, don't make the chat about you. And, and I'm afraid that's what our spammy friend did there. Yeah. So. Maybe you should eat some more fibre. Yeah. Um, so, no, no, you can't advertise with us. We do turn people down. You know, we do turn people down. It's, it's, well, it's yeah, not... if it's not something that we can get our endorse, teeth into. You know. Also, I'm still on this healthy eating kick, so no spam for me, thank you very much. Just water. <laughs> hey, look, right, should we play this um, advert with the bits taken yeah. out that um, that anonymous fella just made? Hang on a minute. <laughs> I've got issues with Poseidon. Hang on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, he's done it from tonight. Yeah, he has. Not, he's not messing about. Oh, flipping Eggman. All right, so these are our wonderful sponsors. Let's go and have a let's go and have a let's come down here a little bit and let's have a let's have a little look at what's uh, what's going on here. That's my my dishwasher. <laughs> I've got issues with Poseidon. I watched a documentary about them today, and they killed Snake Pliskin, Kurt Russell. Gosh. They killed Kurt Russell on this crappy two-bit boat, and apparently did some it's research. Good. They did it in the seventies as well, and they had have kids oh. like swimming through electric water and going under fire and all of that shit. Poseidon, you guys make me puke. Glaw.co.uk. If your spouse is making you want to puke these days, you can get rid. You don't have to be married. Do you forever, did that all in one go. You know why? Because if I pause, you jump in. Okay, all right. That's what I'm saying. Don't you, I, yeah, you okay. do this to me in real life. I, I does this does this to you .co.uk a shout there is a phone number and stuff like that but why don't you just google them go on good look for on good same with abbycare.co.uk <laughs> but when you do that mention this advert because oh, you'll get 25% off you're no, so no, no. high you won't you're so high you're going to say oh, I think I get paid 25% more because I'm <laughs> high so I'm not even going to tell you about them just go and google abbycare do what you want to do take drugs I don't care we will not be advertising JPU records today we're not talking about happy kids Christmas the TLNA thing because it's, it's not tomorrow even here. it's not even here it's that they advertise with us and we're doing the show Thursday lunchtime and he asked to do it on a Thursday and I forgot to say it was a lunchtime. That's his problem. It's your problem, Tom and uh, JPU and all the cute kids on that great record. So do not go and buy it. Don't use the code TLNA to get 10% off. Do not buy it. Do not buy it. No. Uh, where are the phone calls? <laughs> oh, that's two middle-aged people having massive midlife crises. I'm pretty happy with my performance. Thought I nailed it. See, Speaking always, of nailing it. I don't always jump in. Oh two oh three two eight six six three seven oh thank you. Uh, that was that was wonderful. I think there is definitely can someone I, I, I can't think of a movie equivalent, yeah. right? But Pinter would write in his plays, would write pauses in. He would write pauses in. Mm -hmm. Um and um this is this is actually dying. And I haven't got a spare. I looked. There we go. Do you want to share one of my ears? No, no, no. God, no. Um, I can't think of a movie equivalent where there is a lot of pauses, but it would be great for someone to get a movie and cut all of the pauses out. The piano? Mm? Uh, what? Next door? I think there's a mouse in my piano. I think there is. The cats keep it's going wild something. for it. Um, so I think there is something uh, if someone can do like a movie scene and cut all the pauses out I bet that'd be funny that'd be awesome right 
let's let's do it. Let's do it. Lynn Perry. Who is she? Ivy Tildesley. Yeah, Poison Ivy. Here we go. Quiet Bloke says, getting rid of the gaps will allow you to do a 48-hour stream in a day. That's not a bad idea, actually. That's thinking. That is thinking, all right? Watch out. So, remember, we left her uh, reminiscing about uh, some bloke called Andy that she had it off with in Zimbabwe. Yeah. Before, when it was Rhodesia. Uh, uh, there we go. Andy was the apple of my eye at the time. A strapping, handsome, suntanned hulk of a man with muscles in all the right places. I met him when I was doing a concert in an army barracks. <laughs> oh. Afterwards, he came over and started chatting me up, and I was very flattered by his attention. He started off by escorting me home, but things soon developed. He began staying at the flat all the time. I was in love with Andy, and I rang Derek up and told him our marriage was over. Oh, he... Again? This is the same fella. She's, But she's always... She's got no um, staying De power. Poor Derek. He was home looking after Stephen and I was having the time of my life touring Africa. I stayed over there for nine months after going out there in May 1962 and I spent Christmas away from my family. I was more infatuated with the lifestyle than the bloke and one day I woke up and came to my senses. I decided I didn't want to spend the rest of my life in the sunshine stumbling around in a drunken daze. There we have it because boozing was a major part of the expat's life over there. Here we go. Every day they were drinking Here from dawn till dusk. Now we get to the, this is the meat guys. The expats were like fishes. They were always floating through the day in a stupor. They had or a turds. I would say like turds <laughs> in a lavatory. Floaters. The same colour, the same consistency, the same intelligence. Every day they were drinking from dawn to dusk. They had a morning session about 9am, then an afternoon session followed by an all-nighter. It got to the stage where you drank so much that you drank yourself sober. I'd heard this phrase before I went to Africa, but oh, and there's some charming photographs. It was only afterwards I knew it could actually happen. Another expression I discovered was correct was mad dogs and Englishmen, because when you met anyone who's been out there for years, they're very vague, if not totally potty. I used um, to... That's not what mad dogs and Englishmen means. No, it means they go out in the midday sun. It Everyone mean, else yeah, it means takes they, shelter. They go out, yeah. What? It doesn't mean that they're, they're mad. What? I used to put it down to the sun scrunching their brains. Scrunching. What? She's got her own language. She's speaking uh, all speak, uni speak. <laughs> but of course, the day long boozing didn't help either. I remember one morning coming down from breakfast and being greeted by a couple who'd moved out from Yorkshire. They said, Lynn, oh my God, come along and have a drink. It was about half past eight and I just got over my breakfast. I said, I'm not drinking. And they said, We have hot gin and orange. What? I thought to myself, if that's not drinking, then I'm the Virgin Mary. Hot gin? There's a Kiss song called Cold Gin. Yeah. Which makes me think that perhaps hot gin is a thing. Hot gin. This was the day I started looking hard at what was happening to me. It eventually dawned on me that I was have, living in an alcoholic haze. Before going to Africa, I hadn't been a heavy drinker because in Britain you were restricted by the licensing laws. You cannot blame your orgasms and boozing on Africa. Africa. It was Africa. I began to realise that Africa was pretty boring. <laughs> By the way, the front page of the Daily Mirror, have you seen it? No. Oh, it's great, look. Of course, Boris Johnson a coward. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, have a quick look at this, sorry. PM's lax Christmas bubbles will lead to more deaths, say his own advisers, but he won't change the law and wants you to take blame for a killer third wave. He's such a coward. That's some front page. 
Let's say in it. That's some front page. Mm-hmm. Wow. There it is. And yet people think he's playing the game and he's a geezer and they are loving it. Anyway. Sorry, I just thought that was. Um, it's interesting. I thought that was that was that was something. Go on, carry so on. Africa's, Africa's boring is a realization. Back, back, to, back to boozy Africa or Spain or wherever. Oh, here we go. Is. I knew there'd be something. I knew there'd be something. I knew there'd be something. Apologies for what happens next. It wasn't me. It was Lim Perry. It eventually dawned on me that I was living in an alcoholic daze. Before Africa, I hadn't been a heavy drinker because in Britain you were restricted by the licensing laws. I began to realise that Africa was pretty boring and it was so dull that the only thing to keep you occupied were drinking and messing about. The blacks... Oh! Oh! Whoa! ...used to do all the work and we used to just sit on the veranda all day, maybe occasionally dipping into the swimming pool to cool down. I realised I couldn't live like that all the time. Please please tell us you by that you mean you couldn't call them... The blacks. Let's hope so. Getting over to Africa was an adventure in its own right in those days. My first trip in 1961 took 35 hours and entailed seven stop-offs. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think we really want to know about our um, travel arrangements. <laughs> Oof! We don't, do we? No, I'm... No. Uh, no. I want him. I want more... Um, I want to hear her make amends for her casual racism. Maybe let, casual and kind of tiny letters. Or about shagging. There we go book they could not ban because no one had read it <laughs> uh, oh here we go the sun certainly boosted my sex drive and during go. my time there I also had a brief fling with a garage boss called Ted Mudsticks Webster <gasps> oh god Mudsticks Webster sits down and says why did the publisher not change that bit because this is old. Of the time this is an old book I would, I would guess I would guess not that old. I would guess 90. Let's have a little look. 94. 94. 94. Why is this Corrie Lady in Africa? Because she was doing tours. Doing, uh, sing cabaret. singing. You heard her sing earlier on if you were paying uh, well, attention. Well, it's fake Sheila. She's just tuned in. Okay, well... Uh... Uh, Worshipping blackness and sodomy, we have gone full circle. That will mean something if you were with us at the very start. If not, that will sound like a horrible, horrible sentence. But I'm happy with that sentence. Anyway, so Ted, he was about 10 years older than me. His wife had died. Okay, good. <laughs> but she's still married, right? Yes. Okay, and good. He, poor Derek. I feel really book. sorry for Derek. I know that she's angry towards Derek because he's never made a orgasm. But this is the, best the way book. she's treated him... Uh, I mean, I'm surprised he's not done one. He's back at home looking after the kid while she's out shagging everyone in Africa. <laughs> well, everyone who's white. Anyway, his wife's died. He took me to his mansion home after one of my shows. He must have been a millionaire. Garage boss. And his house was fantastic with fabulous swimming pools outside. His, his name was Derek Halfords. We ended up making love. But it probably only happened because... Was it in the afternoon? Doesn't give us a time. Unfortunately, but I bet. Suspicious. It only was it her reigning in Africa? Matty, shame on you. I did not purchase this book. It's Ian's. But we you, were, you were there when I bought it because oh. we were talking about her and I went, oh, I want, did she, didn't she write a book? I'm going to buy it. Oh, yeah, there was that one. We I can't remember why we were talking about her, but we were. We're always talking about Matty her. Matty says he's sorry, Riri. Mm. Anyway, so it only happened because she was so overawed by his tremendous... Wealth. He had a servant called Fred who did all the chores and I was really very flattered by all the attention. 
Soon after my arrival... Fred, could you um, lick Lynn Perry out and make her come, please? <laughs> I, need to go and, I need to go and fix a car and count my money. <laughs> Soon after my arrival on the dark continent, someone gave me the nickname Anti-Radish. <laughs> I don't want to know why. And it stuck. I used to tell the story of how I got the name in my stage act. I'd say, Auntie Radish me, daft as a brush. When I got here, I ran straight down three flights of stairs and lay down in the sun. I said, burn me, burn me, and I waited a bit. The sun didn't half burn me for being so stupid, and I finished up in hospital for three days with third-degree burns. Great story. I wouldn't open with it. No. I even went on stage with the yellow hospital dressing on the burns, and I think the audiences quite admired that. Oh, <laughs> respect. During my mega break, I stayed with Keith's father-in-law, Fred, and his wife, Dosh, and for a fortnight. <laughs> he was a very eccentric chap in his 60s who'd moved out there from Macclesfield in Cheshire. He had a habit of always saying shame after everything and even more bizarrely referred to everyone on the telly as Yul Brynner. <laughs> We'd be watching a show and he'd constantly saying, look, it's Yul Brynner. I'd say, no, it's not, it's Deborah Carr. But <gasps> he'd insist it's Yul Brynner with a wig on. Okay. I just sit there and laugh nervously and Could look be. bemused at Dosh. His balmy behaviour further strengthened my belief that the sun scrunched people's brains over Scrunch there. Scrunched them, yes. His most unusual habit happened regular as clockwork at 10.30 every night. He would suddenly pull himself from the chair and said, Right, I'm going to take him for a walk. At first I was shocked and said, Who? And he replied, Sam and Tom. His cock, his cock and balls? The ogs. Oh, God. And I said, who? He replied, you don't have any dogs. He said, not dogs, frogs. I couldn't believe it, but outside his back door... She so must these... have done more interesting stuff than this in her life. She was in Coronation Street for 25 years. Two giant bullfrogs who hopped along behind him and walked around his garden. That, that was never it. Happened. That never happened, Lynn Perry. Dead now, so we can't question it. They're all dead now. This is the, this is the end of this particular section. Okay. That was it, I thought. I couldn't live it. It would drive me daft. <laughs> It would scrunch her brain. Scrunch her right up, wouldn't it? It would scrunch her bloody brain. Oh, here we go. Some more shagging. Okay, let's go to shagging. It was over there. Oh no, this might be bad. Okay, no, go for it. Listen, these aren't. We're not condoning this. We haven't read this before. These are her words. Okay. Oh my god. Oh god. Right. Well, this is. Oh, my God. Uh, drinking, as I mentioned earlier, played a major part in the expat's lifestyle over there. When I spent my first Christmas there, I couldn't believe the benders they would go on. Oh. A couple of people would meet for a drink and then visit a friend's house for more booze. Then it was on to another's for a house party. And all the time, the group is growing as people leave their houses to join in the knees up. He would end up with 40 or 50 people out of their skulls at the last house. Everyone would be well That's away horrible. with people throwing each other into the pools, switching on hoses and causing total chaos. The moral code in Africa seemed a hell of a lot different from the one back home. Anything goes in that atmosphere. It was over there, God, that I had my first experiences of the casting couch. Club bosses uh -oh. who believed a leg over was part of the deal before you set foot on their stages. Suddenly it's not so much fun. Mm, here we go. The nearest I came to being frightened was during one of these awful experiences at a club in Cape Town. The owner was a tall, good-looking chap who took it for granted that sex was part of the booking. He put me in a swish apartment, hewn into the cliff face underneath his home, and told me on the first night I'll be down shortly. I knew what was on his mind. It happened as a matter of course, but it was awful sex. What? So... 
I was just another notch on his bedpost. I lay back in the luxury surroundings and just thought of England. There was nothing more oh, I could do as I was a million miles away from home and he'd already told me it was an unwritten clause in my contract. No. I later found out that he bedded all the cabaret acts that came through. That's not good. God. That's not good. It was in Cape Town that I met... This is the bit I saw. It was in Cape Town that I met That's a handsome man who was a high flyer with the Kinnacore cinema chain who turned into another one-night stand. But he was hopeless in bed, so I gave him the elbow. He was one of these blokes with loads of money who expected you to be honoured about being held on his arms. But just like all the other South Africans I met, he was a disappointment in the bedroom. In all my time out there, I never met one that was any good in that department. Here Damning. endeth the Damning. sermon. Um, we have to end because my headphones don't work. So we oh, can't no. take any more calls. Okay. I can't hear any audio or anything. So apologies for that. Apologies for that. I think that we've given you plenty to think about there. I think we have. I think that we have. We're kind of in the... the I, I'm hopefully getting a new one. New. It's not these headphones. It's this connector. She's not saying all rich men are shit in bed. She's saying all, all South, South African Africans. men. Uh, if this connector is broken, you can't see... There is a chance I'm, I've ordered one that's hope that well that is coming tomorrow. I don't know what time. Mm. There is a chance I might have one in the garage, but I don't really want to go through bags of all right leads let's, and let's stuff knock now. It on the head. So let us knock it on the head. Let's go and find. Don't have nightmares, as Dave Dogface Boy says. Do you sleep well? Dave has been very vocal this evening. Rabbit hole production. Boing. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.